I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Once upon a time not long ago when people wore pajamas and lived life slow when laws were stern and justice stood and people were behaving like they are to good there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy and this is what he said me and you Ty we're gonna make some cash robbing old folks and, and making, making a dash. dash hey welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast your host Rod and Aaron and we're back for a special Saturday afternoon feedback show after I had to work this morning yes so. sir you know how that goes man dealing with the white man but i dealt with him and i'm back and he has paid me so that's all that matters everything is even i guess um but uh yeah this is a feedback show it's brought to you by the fans who donate support spread the word and uh it's a bunch of ways to get in contact with us and be a part of this show of course you have the voicemail number which apparently is very popular because <laughs> yes sir you got 22 voicemails today uh, number to say number seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six, and then we also got the email the blackout tips at gmail dot com, and of course we have polls on the blackout tips dot com where you can uh, 
call uh well you can uh go there log in and uh leave them leave a no, uh like a a little bit of a comment on a poll or a comment on the actual post or you know get your voice heard that way there's just so many ways to get your voice heard by the show um you can follow us on twitter i'm at rodimus prime i'm say that again that is in dat and the show twitter is uh at tbg wt um of course uh, you can always leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, while you're there at the blackgowltips.com, you can donate to the show. Um, you can, um, go buy stuff from the store. You can like our Facebook page, all that great stuff. Um, make sure you're listening to us on Stitcher and liking us there, favorite us there and yes, give us thumbs up, spread the word, all that stuff that you do. It's, it only takes a one click in all these Stitcher apps, but, uh, it's, it also keeps us in the top, you know, 100 comedies and things of that nature that uh make us look good yes it does um you can also uh i don't know man I don't know. Let's let's just get into the show. This shit getting long. Um, <laughs> the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the people that donated because they make it worth um, taking a one hour nap in a hundred degree heat and getting up and doing this fucking show. Yes, sir. Um, next level event services. With the recurring donations, they actually do two different recurring donations every month, so they can hear their name twice on the show. And we will say it twice. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. Uh, Bob Wooden, we want to thank you very much uh, for the donation. Um, we appreciate it, man. We do. It's awesome. Angela, she's a recurring donator now. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, Angela P. Jessica Kang, recurring. Thank uh, you. She She's was an official vegetarian for a while. Um, Marcus Clark, thank you for the recurring donation, my brother. Yes, sir. We'll be seeing you next month. We will. We understand that's hard to do. Uh, of course, Hollywood Larry. I mean, what, what can I say about say? this man? I know, right? I mean, he, everybody loves him on the show. I got to get him back soon. But We do. Uh, yeah, he donated to the show. Um, and he, I saw him on Twitter today saying that how could he be a better babysitter than a, a TV? And, uh, you know, <laughs> he's right. He's right. That's true. I said, the only thing is a TV will never punch a little nigga in the chest. Teach him some respect. But other than that. Nope. I think he's got the it TV all will show out. a nigga getting punched in the chest, but it won't actually punch you yeah, in the chest. it's not the same, exactly, but it's no. close. Yes. All right, man. Um, we have so much feedback. What do you want to do first? Let's do the iTunes, and then we can do the voicemails. All right. Well, I'll be back in a couple hours after we do these iTunes reviews. You let me know how the voicemails turned out. I um, will. <laughs> Little Stormy left us a five-star review on iTunes. Now, here's the thing. You can say whatever you want to on iTunes, and we will read it on the show as long as it's what, Karen? Five stars. Right. Now, some people try to pretend to be humble and act like they don't understand why. No. Five stars. I think everyone should adopt this the same tactic. At least show me that you learned, you know how to listen. I don't need five star reviews. I've seen YouTube. I see what happens when you just open up the floodgates to reviews. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're getting called all kinds of fag and yep. niggers and stuff like that. It's like, oh, really? Did I want that level of person talking about me? No. Mm-mm. Leave me five stars or get the fuck on. I know it's so. Interesting, says Little Stormy. Five stars, of course. Um, that sounds like a rap name. Actually, I think we read this one. This is the person that spelled your name wrong. Oh. Yeah, they got us. Uh, I think we read this, but just in case we didn't. iTunes suggests this podcast as I subscribe to oh, Nerdgasm Noir. Say what, Karen? I said I'm fine with that. I understand it could be spelled either way. 
okay uh itunes said that they were similar not sure if that's true oh yeah we did read this all right that's last week let's move to this week i don't have time um sorry little stormy rosso show <laughs> says great show five stars i started my own podcast which is the rosso show r-o-s-o-s-h-o-w on itunes i talk about news headline topics uh my thoughts and personal finance tips i feel that your show has its own character that people that have shows already can learn from i can never i I never thought i could listen to a podcast for two hours straight you guys are doing something right and i'm trying to learn what i can from it hit me up on twitter sometime rosso at rosso show i would like to invite interview you guys sometime and be a guest on your show well you can definitely um interview us i don't know if we can be if you can be a guest on the show or not we will see well, let me listen to your show yeah we like to listen to people's shows first yeah i got a request from somebody to say i like to be on i like to uh you know network with the show and i listen to the show and i said this is fucking crazy no i don't want i don't want to be associated with just everything nope I like to pick and choose if yes, I go sir. listen to the Rosso show and name of the ep- uh, episode is Faggots and Niggers and How to Kill Them, I'm going to be like, nah, I'm good, homie. Yeah, you I'm just, straight. You just do your thing and, you know, you have that audience and I'm going to be good over here. I don't want to talk to them. So, That's yeah, true. we'll see. We do filter, y'all. We filter. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on here, guys. We can associate in our brands. But um, let me check out the show and see, man. Yes, sir. More Karen Five Stars by Steve McDonald. Woo-hoo. i like this one already <laughs> me too <laughs> love the podcast but it's missing something that something is more caring <laughs> it's like more cowbell i guess <laughs> yes it needs more karen ad-libbing more karen ranting and definitely more karen singing yes <laughs> in my karen voice so yeah karen they want more karen i think it needs more karen random thoughts am i right people uh, yes sir mm-hmm. i got them together i got i don't i don't yeah i got some i'm jotting down and good. since we taking off next week i probably have a shitload of them good that's that's even better yes sir um all i got to say is dot 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 a whole bunch of dots five stars <laughs> by garland mcneil all right let's what do you think garland has to say karen i don't know i don't know could go any way once you start with this whole, you know, all I got to say is, I don't know if he was neck rolling. When he wrote <laughs> Finger that. snapping. I don't know if he was cool. Well, let's see what Garland McNeil has to say. Uh, <laughs> Summer of Braun, hashtag. Drop that music, Rodimus. Please. Yeah. Brian brought that heat so bad. It's 100 degrees outside right now. Yes, he did across the country. He won't let the heat stop. If y'all would have just stopped hating. That's what happens, man. When you move that, when you had that hate and you move around a couple letters, it's heat. <laughs> and uh, he goes on in his review to say, How does it feel, Cleveland? How does it feel? And he to said, you? Donations rot coming, Rod and Karen. So that was it. He Thank just wanted to you. rub it in Cleveland's face, uh, which I co signed. Fuck Dan Gilbert. <laughs> we agree on that one, buddy. Yes, we do. All right, man. Um, all right, we got to do voicemails. Um, in order to leave a voicemail, what you do is you call 704 557 0186 during the week. And, uh, yeah, we'll play them during the show as long as they're not over three minutes or random thoughts about bullshit that has nothing to do with the show. 
It's true. And uh, when we had 22 voicemails, uh, is you might want to be on your P's and Q's. Leave with your um, leave with your your subject and what you need to say. Cause uh, rambling, I'm gonna be deleting it and moving to the next one. Cause I don't have time for this shit. All right, I don't have time. I don't think nobody broke the rules. Fucking so 12 hours good. of voicemails. Let's start with the first one. Hey Rod, Karen, uh, this is Greg. Um, hey Rod, uh, my bad, man. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, For what? The tank is void. Yeah, remember he was correcting um, you. Oh, my bed was uh, completely uh, unfounded and unresearched, um, just like uh, people's uh, hatred of LeBron. Um, I'd never seen any Popeye cartoons with a uh, Brutus. I do remember Bluto. I just I, Brutus did not sound familiar to me, and. Um, Maybe I, I think I was uh, too sheltered to know uh, any of Luther Campbell's other many nicknames. So um, uh, I did not have the access to his videos uh, that you may have. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of that's access. That's what the internet is for, right? Uh, anyway, um, I have more uh, Cuban bead and chili graping to do uh, as far as people who are uh, still trying to make these jokes about LeBron. And I'm going to get back to that. And uh, I hope you guys do, too. It's the summer abroad, and I'm going to enjoy it as much as you are. Peace. 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 Well, that was big of you, Greg, to call in and apologize for accusing me of something that, of of, of tanking, which is inexcusable. <laughs> well, I don't give a damn. I tank all the time, so. You, know, you got to have your uh, P's and Q's when you accuse a man of tanking. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> This is the old west. I'd have to take you out to the middle of the main street and have a <laughs> showdown. I have to have a showdown at high noon. I don't play that shit. All right, hey, next. Rod and Ken, it's uh, Spencer, the official police officer, the uh, black guy that's hit. Shh, don't tell uh, I just wanted to say you guys are doing a great job and everything. I'm getting caught up on your podcast and everything. I've been on midnight the past couple weeks. Um, I wanted to call and leave a message after the episode where you're talking about the whole gaming industry and, and GameStop. That was by far one of my favorite episodes. That and the, uh, the infamous funk that episode are my, uh, my two <laughs> all time favorite episodes and everything. But, uh, I just real quickly wanted to chime in and say that, uh, I, I really brought back so many memories when you talked about how, uh, GameStop would check your games and everything of that nature before they would actually buy it. They would plug in the system and test the game out and everything. Cause, uh, back in the day, uh, I had a, it was almost like a game where me and my friends would be like, all right, let's see if we can get rid of these games and everything. And if they would actually accept them. So we would try to polish them off and everything. Mm-hmm. I remember one time my PlayStation one was starting to go out on me. It stopped reading the disc and I had just got, um, Jet Moto, which uh, brought back memories on the uh, Scarfinger podcast and everything. Games, huh? Games that need to get remakes, and Jet Moto is an all-time classic. Um, but I, my PlayStation was going out on me, and I just got Jet Moto. And at that time, it was the only game my PlayStation would would read and everything. The only disc I would read. So I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "I gotta gotta get a new PlayStation." So uh, I brought it in and everything, and I was keeping my fingers crossed and praying that the, the thing would actually read and. Uh, they ended up buying a PlayStation 1 from me and everything, and I knew that thing would, the only game it would ever read was Jet Moto 1. And <laughs> they took it because when they were testing it, they, they put in Jet Moto 1, which I sadly had to give away to, uh, trade it in, get the store credit, then come back like two weeks later and buy a new PlayStation and everything. Um, but that just brought back memories. 
uh, not to sound like Keith uh, from Dallas and uh, rat myself out and everything. <laughs> Another thing, real quick, uh, you might give me some grief, and I don't mean to snitch on you, Rod. Sorry. But, um, Karen, I got to agree with you. Super Mario 2, I, I did enjoy. I mean, mm-hmm. compared to 3, 3 is a classic by itself. But at the time, Super Mario 2, I, I loved it. And me too, it sir. It get a bad rap now, but at the time, it was... It was it was fun. I like it. Yes. I, I had no problem with it and everything, but it was funny that you, you did kind of say that I Karen, Karen's a big fan of uh, Super Mario 2 and everything mm-hmm. like that because uh, I sort of am myself and everything. Uh, it does get a bad rap. But uh, I'll let you guys go. You guys are doing great and everything, and uh, just keep up the great work and love what you guys do, all right? Be safe. Bye. Cool. Peace. Peace. Thank um, you. Yeah, Karen loves Super Mario Brothers too. I do. It's one of my favorite out of all three of them. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I like three way better than two, and, uh, one better than two, and, uh, all the other ones better than two. But it's alright <laughs> to each their own. To each I like their it because it was so different. There's no wrong answer here. Uh, alright, here, here we go. Another one. Hey, what's up, Rodney Karen? This is Tim. Um, just got heard you guys clowning about. Some of the LeBron clowning. Um, it's always tight to hear about LeBron doing work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm up here in Seattle, Washington, and uh, everyone's voting for the Heat because they like to get the thunder. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say was uh, uh, when you guys were talking about buffets, uh, I went to this one Asian buffet up here called Mattering Buffet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm thinking I'm all filthy and I'm like, trying to grub on everything there. And uh, all my other Asian homies, they're like, oh, man, I feel full. And I'm like, nah, I got to eat everything. <laughs> I eat everything. And get then uh, we get in the car, and then we head out. And then I'm like, oh, my stomach's hurting me. And all my Uh-oh. Asian friends are like, oh, yeah, my stomach's hurting me, too. And I'm like, nah, my stomach's really hurting me. Uh-oh. And then all of a sudden, we get out the car, and bleh, oh. So, yeah, I just want to say what's up. Um, love the show. Uh, keep it up. And uh, keep it clowning. Peace. Oh, no problem, man. Slow down on the egg rolls, man. I know, right? You know, you got to be careful, man. All that sweet and sour sauce is just not built for the American palate. <laughs> no Negroes can't handle that. Uh, what's up, Rod and Karen? This is uh, Charles. Charles, okay. One of your new loyal listeners. Uh, the show. Kind of upset about something, though. Oh, uh, hell. Uh-oh. The whole thing you did when you defended Tyler Perry, uh, I oh. thought we had a trust thing going, man. I was upset, too. Trust me. This is how you betrayed me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, dog. We got to work on that, man. I have no excuse, you man. Your heads up or something. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just listening to your episode where you chit-chatting with your father. And I noticed that they were talking about the hypnotist guy, which kind of put me in the mind of that show... The Wayans Brothers. Yeah. They did comedy. And the guy... The living color? Hypnotized. The guy made him think he was a chicken and then died. <laughs> so that's what... Uh, I think it was Jim Carrey. was going to have the show. living color. And I'm surprised you didn't catch that one. That was funny to me, though. Uh, that had me bonus for days on end. <laughs> Anywho, um, I love the show. Except for that whole Tyler Perry stuff. And, uh... Maybe I'll call him in the future. All right. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Well, that's what happens. People slandered Tyler Perry so hard. I Like, I had to 
<laughs> come out and offer a nuanced opinion. Like, I know we had to rinse this mouth out with bleach. I prefer that just joking, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to be co-signing shit that I don't believe. Ain't that the truth? Hey, Karen. Uh, you probably wonder why they say why they first care. Step back. Because that dude, Rod, has lost his damn mind. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is Keith from Dallas. Rod, <laughs> I'm listening to the motherfuckery. Yes. What, what the hell's going on, dog? Say, Dusty back? Release the profile on the children? <laughs> really, Rod? Oh, I guess you want to give a pardon to the top Sally dude, too. I'm going to you in the closet with the top Sally man. Oh, I bet he did this act just did. Really? That's Come true. on now, Rod. That's right. Like, <laughs> Nothing's wrong if it's funny. And that's the motto. In the, in the wing. Really? Oh, yeah. Tom Sally got in work on Joe. We're going to call him for that sub. Saying, really, dog? <laughs> hey, man. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor, Rod. Mm-hmm. Okay? Karen, help me out with this one. What's up? I need you to do me a favor. Okay, we got a lot of cops listening to the show. Mm-hmm. Each day on a pedophilia A. Okay, because I'm fucking serious, man. <laughs> I'm putting myself on the black guy who took time out. You, you, I put myself on time out for too much. And go ahead and go on time out too. And hold up. Woo. Karen, whoop his ass. Whoa. <laughs> 52. 53. 54. Countdown. 55. 56. 57. 58. 59. I'm out. What up, chill? <laughs> Um, first of all, man, uh, the motto of the show, if you look on the front page, is nothing's wrong if it's funny. Nothing. And you just said you laughed your balls off yes, at sir. that pedophile joke, so <laughs> you just as complicit as I am, brother. Yes, yes, yes. They don't have no AK-47s Mm-mm. in the projects. <laughs> they don't They don't have no charter planes flying poppy. Nope. Poppy flowers to the, to, to the hood. You the one that, uh, was running the um organization all right let's go back to uh felt five he left a voicemail first one ever yo what's up rod and karen uh this is your boy felt five man this is my first time calling into the show but after that dan never saw rant i had to, <laughs> i had to call Dan. that was the greatest fucking rant i've ever heard in my fucking life yes. thank you thank you for that that has made my week some of nigga. All right. <laughs> it can kiss my fat Cuban ass. <laughs> Play it again. Play it again. Oklahoma what City. Oklahoma City. This is uh, Keith from Dallas. Hey, man. I want to tell you. 
I've listened to the rest of the episode after that. Okay. So I kind of calmed down. The unfortunate. All right. Uh, pedophilia references. Okay. Now that good stuff. Um, I got your message, man. I, I, I understand your point. I just think a lot of times, man, you know, you know, kids ain't like we was, you know what I'm saying, when we were young. Mm-hmm. You know, the parents aren't like, you know what I'm saying, and the parents aren't saying. They got kids raising kids, so they shelter the hell out of them, man. Let them do whatever the hell they want. Ass whoopings have been put to the side and substituted for timeouts. I mean, what's a parent to do? I mean, whoop a kid's ass, chance out you couldn't go to jail. How do the kids even now, know this? Don't get me wrong. I'm down they, with they, the old they school teach them in school, like now, literally. They, they, I believe they, in the strong um and the ass whooping. Lord knows my mama laid it on me when I was a child. I don't see nothing wrong with it. But this it, 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 it's a deeper thing going on, man. It's like the my, my homeboy called it the pussification of America, man. You know, kids compete, but everybody has to be a winner. You know, it's like you don't want your kid to understand anything about losing. You know, you don't want your kid to be accountable for shit. And I just don't understand that, man. You know, it's probably why I don't have no kids now. But at some point I will, and I'm going to make sure to teach my son or daughter, you know, accountability. Yeah, there are winners. There are losers. You know, the most, the most important thing about the whole shit is when you lose, you can't just sit there with your ass. You got to actually get back up. And when an adult steps to you, you know, an authority, you, you need to fucking listen. Because that adult has my confidence. And I don't think, I think that's what a lot of parents are not doing. They're not giving other adults you know what I'm saying, their confidence to, to handle their child. So, damn, three minutes almost up. Hang on, bitch. Uh, <laughs> three, two, one. All right, y'all. See you later. Keith's three minutes are way closer to two and a half minutes, but I'm not complaining. Um, mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, I think he called back anyway. Hey, this is uh, Keith from Dallas. Um, continuation. Well, what I was trying to say is, you know, when I came up, man, it was weird, right? You know, my whole neighborhood watched over me. You know, the parents, you know what I'm saying, my mom, my grandmother gave everybody free reign because they trusted everybody in the neighborhood. People don't talk to each other. You know, it's, it's rare moments when you, you know, you go to an area and shit and you actually get to know your neighbors because they're so fucking afraid of you half the damn time. That, you know, hey, you don't even feel comfortable letting your kid go outside because you don't have that safety net. I mean, my mom told me when I was younger, it takes a village to raise a child. Man, that shit was so true. Because I had a whole neighborhood looking after me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If I got out of pocket, you know what I'm saying? My mom, my grandma, they said, shit, Miss Willa made a Miss Lena around the corner would whoop my ass if I got out of pocket. Name sound because old. they trusted them. You know, they looked out for me. They made sure that I, I, I came up straight. But that's just my opinion on it. I ain't going to go into a long diatribe. Mm. But, um... As far as stealing food from the buffet, I mean, I don't do it. I had done it since college, but that was different. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I came up at Jackson State. You know, it's rough in the sweat, dog. And you eat good at five, but hell, at about nine, ten, eleven, I mean, she, you got to eat some more because you playing late night madness and shit, and it's going down. <laughs> the bunches hit your ass, and I mean, like, what's a brother to do? You can have beer, you can have... You know what I'm saying? You can have that old young good weed. 
Hey, buddy, you got the money. So you got to eat. You feel me? So, yeah, I had a crew. You know what I'm saying? We was getting punch. We getting the fruit punch, the chicken, the fish. And we had Tupperware, cuz, one bag it out. Do what you got to do to survive. But as an adult, hell, I got money, bro. And well, I, I haven't ate a Golden Corral in years. Because that shit, that, I mean, be honest with you, shit is nasty as fuck. I can't do what they no more. People breathe on the damn food, man. Seriously. But that's just my opinion once again. You know, share it by me. You know what I'm saying? No, that's just my opinion. You know how it go. Oh, damn. Three minutes again. Man, this shit too short, dog. No, I man. It's perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> Do not need fucking 22 voicemails, Keith. If your shit goes over three minutes, I'm just not playing it. Fuck that. We'll be here till fucking 9 o'clock tonight. Um, But yeah, uh, first of all, you admitted to another crime. Um, Stealing from the buffet with a crew of niggas. I can't believe that shit. Like, this nigga went up in there. bandits. They went up in there like <laughs> Reservoir Dogs on the buffet and shit. <laughs> they had theme music playing yeah. in the background. Mr. Pink, Mr. Red. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing uh, was, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Parents have gotten too soft. Um, and, and that was my joke. But, I mean, the point was because everyone is suspect of being a pedophile now. Everybody, and, yeah. And going to fuck your little kid. That now there's no way in hell you're going to let Mr. McElwain uh, mm. slap your kid across the ass for uh, smoking a cigarette and then call you and tell you about it. It's just not going to happen. Mm. People are afraid of other people's kids now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, then, kids when, go and then when you do, they look at you halfway crazy like, don't correct my children. Right. The pussification of the kids has led to where you can't even shoot a dog in somebody else's yard anymore. Nope. Uh, you can't beat up a Mexican while the police are on the way and you can't get you and your uh, your Reservoir Dog crew and steal buffets anymore. It's like... Mm-hmm. Times the, have changed. What is the world coming to? Times have changed. <laughs> hey, Rod and Karen. This is Derek. Uh just wanted to call in. It's actually my first call. Uh, I had to call in and just say, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to apologize in advance. Um, I sent you guys a long email uh, about die, hood, rat, die. Um, okay. It just got under my skin. Uh, well, basically, with Dark Haters, someone just kind of got under my skin. I guess you could say I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm. Uh, it's bad enough that we, you know, we constantly have to fight stereotypes against us uh, of, of, of mainstream society. Uh, but when we attack each other, it just seems silly to me. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. It's like we're, we're supposed to be supporting each other. Well, at least I think we should support each other and not look away to tear each other down. I mean, sure, you've got uh, ignorant people in, in all races, in all races. Uh, but with us being a minority, we, we should be trying to do something to maybe lift each other up instead of tearing each other down. Anyway, uh, oh, another quick story, you know, it seems like, you know, black person seems like all our stereotypes are just, we have the worst stereotypes. Uh, quick story, I, t- I took my daughter to the doctor with my wife, uh, she did an eye exam because she had the problem with her eyes. And the doctor, who happened to be an Indian woman, asked us a few questions, you know, oh, you know, is she allergic to this, she allergic to that, you know, you know, certain questions, health-related questions. And then she asked us where she lived at. Mm, um, what I was like, to do I thought it was a trick question. I'm like, where else would my daughter live at? I was like, uh, she lives at home with us. Uh, I guess she's assuming that maybe we weren't together, you know, mm. and uh, either myself or my wife was raising her, you know, w- without the other parent in the household. Mm. I mean, and she just assumed that we were not together. Mm-hmm. That's the impression I got. I'm sure she didn't mean anything by it. Mm-hmm. It's just, 
if somebody asks you where your kid lives, <laughs> you, and I'm sitting there with my wife, we're both wearing wedding rings. It's <laughs> 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 kind of thought, I thought it was kind of crazy. My wife and I wow. actually laughed about it. Uh, laughed about it later on, you know. But anyway, you know, I didn't get I didn't get crazy about it or too like, or you know, upset about it. I just thought it was funny. Anyway, I hope this voice is under three minutes. I'm, I talk fast anyway, so hopefully I'm not talking too fast so you guys can understand a word I'm saying. Uh, but I uh, got no love for Dark Hater. Uh, anyway, that's it. I'm done. Bye. Alright. Um, I don't blame that teacher. I blame VH1 for changing the definition of love and wife uh, without mm-hmm. us knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's my She's, she's like, yeah, this is my wife. I'm in love with her. It's like, uh, according to Basketball Wives and uh, Love and Hip Hop, that doesn't mean anything. Y'all could be roommates. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Rodney, Rod, Roderick, what are you naming? Um, this is Jerry, uh, Sandusky. I'm up. Hold on for a second. I'll be with you in a minute, baby. I'm up here in the, in the um, Man, will you just wait? I said I'd be with you. Hold on. All right, I'm back. I'm up here in the uh, in the jailhouse, uh, and I just want you, uh, y'all. I heard y'all the other week on on the show. Y'all was talking about me, and I just want you to know I ain't got that. Didn't have. Hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on, man. Stop. Hold on. Oh, stop it. Oh, I think we, I think we lost them, baby. I, I think we lost them. <laughs> we lost Sandusky. Please call us back. I, I, I hope. Uh, um, I don't know what to say about that phone call, sir. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that's, that, that's what happened when you call one eight hundred collect. Oh my God! Oh, they wouldn't let a fist the phone call. Oh. oh, I don't even know if I should tell everybody who that was or not. Don't. Don't? <laughs> no. Oh, Let it be man. a surprise. That's half the fun. Jesus Christ. Oh. Hey, Rod and Karen. It's Mr. Westside. Uh, call and apologize. I, my bad for the random ass voice now. I was going to <laughs> talk about the your Father's Day show, which dad on. got kind of sidetracked. I was at work. Um. You know, I love that you can have those kinds of conversations with your dad. Your dad seems really, really cool. He and uh, I wish I had that kind of relationship with my father because, um, you know, it's not that he's not around or that he's a bad dad. He's just, like, not cool. <laughs> and uh, and I actually worked on Father's Day, and I kind of had a good excuse for that calling them like during the day but I absolutely waited to the last minute because I was just wanted to give him a quick call and say happy father's day but I knew that nigga was going to turn that shit into like a 30 minute conversation <laughs> I feel you man some shit I hadn't didn't really want to talk about mm-hmm. so. anyway I got his gift and he'll get it sometime soon anyway love the show and really though, no hands, ladies. <laughs> Peace. All right, Mr. Westside. Peace. Was a little, got a little dark there, a little depressing, but uh, went there with you, and uh, I hope everything. Glad you got it out. Hope you and your father can uh, yeah. continue to work on that relationship, man. I hope so. 
I uh, hope everything's all right, brother. Hey, yo, Rod. Yo, Karen. What's up, man? This is your boy, Phil Five, again. Uh, I called, like, yesterday, but uh calling one more time today. Um, looking at my timer. Okay. Yeah, um, man. Again, the Dan Levitar rant was one of the greatest rants in the history of rantedom. I loved it so much. And uh, I just had to call in and thank y'all once again. Uh and on some uh, unrelated news, man, uh, I, I'm, I'm over here listening to uh eclectic uh, discussion podcast, and uh, I, I don't really appreciate the way that uh, that, that nigga is over there uh, on some slight dirty Mac shit. We, we can't, man. I mean, I, I, hey, hey, I just had to say it. <laughs> I just had to say it. But anyway, man, love y'all, Rod. Love y'all, Karen. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing your thing. Appreciate the show. And I'll take it light. Alright. Thank you for thank you for Fell Five. Um now I listened to the show. Um I didn't feel like he was dirty macking or nothing like that. Um I mean he was definitely trying to get his sexy voice on. Um <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he does that with uh for the ladies All that the are ladies, listening. Yes. Um and then uh he had some nice music underneath, but um He did. I'm not worried about it because uh I have sex with Karen, so I'm not, <laughs> not, not, not too concerned about a nigga on the internet. It's not, not really a thing, but he, I didn't think he was disrespectful or crossed any type of line. Um, and, uh, I thought it was a good interview and a good show. I had a good time doing the show too. Hey, what's up y'all? This is Sharice from Philly. Um, just want to say what's up. And as the official, um, I guess the somewhat official science, uh, science geek at the black guy who tips uh well we already have a scientist actually on his uh description of uh why birds and squirrels won't get electrocuted because for the most part it was correct Mm -hmm. um if you're not grounded which basically means something that's at a lower voltage than the voltage on the wire then you won't conduct electricity like electricity is very lazy and only wants to conduct um, through, you know, the uh, easiest way possible. So if a bird is on a wire, um, it's harder for electricity to go through a bird than go through a copper wire. So it says, fuck that bird. Mm. It just keeps on going through the wire. Um, but if that bird or person or anything else happens to touch something that's connected to the ground, so like the pole or even the transformer, at the end of the wire, um, then the electricity says, hey, I can go to the ground, which is at zero voltage, and we'll jump to the ground, unfortunately, using that person, bird, or animal um, as a uh, as a transfer point. Oh. <laughs> Shocking the shit out of them. <laughs> um, so, good so job, Rod. I'm proud of you, bro. Oh, um, thank you, Shreve. Also Shereen. wanted to, you know, that Dan Levitar rant um, <laughs> On, the, on Miami, uh, ripping OKC, I had to play that joint like three or four times. <laughs> you talking about like LeBron's groin getting pulled. <laughs> it, it was just hilarious, man. So, um, th- you know, thanks, thanks for giving me a good laugh. Um, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Peace. Oh, man. Peace. Thank you very much, Sharif. You know, we appreciate it, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been knowing my sign stuff a little bit. Because uh, I think that's a question a lot of people have asked at some point. Is why the fuck is that squirrel not getting electrocuted? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Here's another voicemail from Keith. 
What's huh? up, Miss Karen? Rock. Uh, this is Keith from Dallas. Um, I was just listening to the latest podcast. Uh, how y'all doing? Um, and I was listening to Paul. Y'all talking about cake too. Well, you know, I'm not going to um, disrespect the old school weed because old school cannabis was off the chain. Right. But I will say this, and not that I have any experience, by the way. Okay. You don't never touch stuff. But mm-hmm. I've known people who dealt with K2, and, I mean, the reason they do it is because it can't be picked up by um, these drug tests. I mean, people can actually smoke it. No side effect. Everything's fine, and we just can't pick it up on drug tests, man. I mean, it's like the users are ahead of the testers. <laughs> it's just like, you know, in baseball with HGH and shit, you know what I'm saying, how the, how the guys were ahead of the testers, you know what I'm saying, all the years. Mm. K2 is the same thing. It's been out for a minute, man. I mean, so say it's high times. It's been out for a very long, you know what I'm saying, like a little minute. But as far as, you know, dude eating a dog, well, hell, man, I guess, buddy, you know, you know, so it was like in the cartoon. He saw the dog and had that mental image of dog and bun, and that shit looked tasty, and he wanted to fuck it up. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't normally blame drugs for the way people act because nine times out of ten, the motherfucker was just crazy before he did the drugs in the first place. Mm. I'm just saying. <clears throat> but I think that's all I got to say about that one. I mean, that's a trick out shit, being the dog and everything. I mean, he could have just... You know, the motherfucker got his music the old fashioned way. How? You know what I mean? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> what? See how much time I got here? Oh, I got like 30 seconds. Let me use this shit. Let's keep Keith off the K2. Uh, yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> what I was thinking, right, is that the next poll question should probably be um, who had the hardest dance intro, right? Big Les on Living Single? Or Rosie Perez on the spike of your joint. Hmm. I'm just saying, though. Check it out. Oh, five, four, three, two, one. Damn it. There's never enough time. <laughs> Peace. All right. Um, yeah, let's go to the next one. <laughs> but I think um, maybe they were crazy before they tried K2, but were they face eating crazy? Mm, I don't know, no. Keith. I think we got to at least look into that before we just say, you know, leave it like that. Hey, Ron. Hey, Uh-oh. Karen. Is it still the summer of Ron? I said, is it still the summer of Ron? Oh, let me stop this and give Play her... Play the music. Play the goddamn music, Ron. Y'all said OKC was going to eat us alive. The Miami Heat came back and got that ass in five. <laughs> <laughs> the Thunder went home to sympathy and pity. The Miami Heat went home to ass and pity. <laughs> when the Heat won the title, all you haters got sick. Hey, Toya, come here. Let me introduce you to Mario Chalmers' dick. Deep, 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 all in your face, girl. Call the show, let a nigga know how that shit tastes, girl. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Chill. Does ne- she never disappoints, man. 
I don't know how I knew to change that song. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad she got her voice back. It's glad to hear your voice, chill. Oh, Jesus. Uh, she left another voicemail, too. Uh, let me, uh, let me cue this shit up. Let's see, see what exactly, uh, she said. And Toya, when you finish Mario Chalmers, girl, you ain't through. Cause I got 14 hard dicks ready and waiting for you. <laughs> dicks are hard! <laughs> That shit crazy. That oh. shit crazy. All right. <laughs> oh God. Hey, uh, Karen. Uh, this is Greg. Um, I uh, I'm starting to listen to um, the special edition Wednesday episode you guys did. Um, I saw. I got the email right before y'all went on and um, from Vocal, and I was just about to record uh, my own uh, podcast. Um, I finally did a new episode um so i may be leaving like a, a couple of voicemails here the first one we'll do was about the uh the headsets um and, and walkie-talkies uh i've i've actually like uh used those a lot i when i worked in um working in the theater working behind the scenes everyone's wearing a headset uh, we all had to be connected to each other and i was working at the um O'Neill Theater Center, I had to run all the cables because there was one light base station so everybody could talk. Um, people running the lights had one, the stage manager had one, um, people who were backstage, they had to have one in case, like, um, set pieces had to be moved or um, someone spilled water, so I had to go clean it up, you know. Um, and a lot of times we would, like, have conversations over the headset, like during the whole show, because we we know what's going to happen, we know where all the cues are. So uh, it was a fun way to kind of just hang out during the show and, and keep ourselves awake. <laughs> and also, I dealt with um, using I, when I used to work at Home Depot, we all had walkie talkies. And um, what was weird sometimes is that like it works on two channels. One channel, if so, if you need to call somebody. Um, uh, on the first channel that went out to everyone who had their walkie-talkie on. Like if someone was looking for me, it was like, uh, Greg, could you come up to the uh, to the front register? Everyone would hear that. And like if I, in case I didn't have mine on, but someone sitting next to me had theirs on, they're like, oh, Greg is here, they need you up there. And for the second channel, it's for people if they need to have like a private conversation. But it was only that second channel, like, there could be multiple private conversations going on on the second channel. It didn't go out to everybody, mm. but you could like just switch it to channel two, and then you could hear so much private conversation. Damn! People wow. Be talking so much shit about each other. <laughs> um, it didn't seem like anybody liked each other during that time that I worked there. So, yeah. Um, there's a there's good and bad with using the uh, walkie talkies and headsets. Um, but uh, that's all I got. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace. I, I never know. had a job like that. I would play with them for real. That's why I don't need a job with headsets. Yeah, I um, I only had a job. The only uh, headsets I wore were for like fast food. So it's like you had one button to the inside and one button to the to the actual uh, speaker, speaker outside. That was it. 
So, and yeah, you could get caught sometimes talking shit on that one. That would be funny. Every once in a while, somebody will mess up. Because, you know, it's just inevitable with human beings. If you have a private channel for just the inside, somebody's going to say something inappropriate. So, of course. And then we used to talk shit about customers and shit, too. <coughs> like, that dude sound like a bitch. I'm like, what? Excuse me, sir? You're like, oh, I'm, I'll say it, uh... Did you like the fillet of fish? It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that ain't what any what I heard. Hey, what's up, Ryan and Karen? Man, it's your boy Phil Five again. Um, you know what I'm saying? Listening to your show from Wednesday, and uh, I gotta say, niggas, stop eating people, motherfucking faces and dogs and fucking live creatures and shit. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Hell, <laughs> oh, man, it used to be a fucking time where I could confidently say. This was some white shit. Yes. Y'all motherfuckers are fucking it up for every goddamn body. <laughs> Please stop it. Please, sir. Please, ma'am. No more bad sauce. Please. Thank you. This is on a public service announcement. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah, man. Guess the race has put a lot of people on to the fact that uh, white people don't have a monopoly on crazy no more. Nope. Used to be a time you read you those stories around. and you knew it was a white dude without even having to look at the picture. But now, no more. You yeah. know, breaking all the stereotypes. That's right, breaking the mold. Post racial. Hey guys, it's Dylan from Canada calling. Just wanted to uh, congratulate you guys on Obamacare. That's awesome. You guys can go to the hospital if you need to. But as a contributing member of Black Guys Who Tips Nation, I just wanted to let you guys know that this is, in fact. Phase one of a Canadian invasion plan. Oh. Uh, so, you know, phase one, healthcare. Phase two, uh, parliamentary democracy. You're going to mm. be electing a prime minister. There's some of them future. Canadian women down uh, here. You, you don't need to know exactly what the next phases are, but by the end of it, uh, <laughs> me and my fellow Canucks, or as I like to call us, Mother Canuckers, um, <laughs> basically we are planning that you guys are going to be eating beaver tails. <laughs> dirty, right? Like, that sounds dirty, and it is. And uh, <laughs> poutine. And which is even dirtier, Sandin, and it really is. Uh, <laughs> and maple syrup on everything. Uh, Bon James will be playing hockey. And, um, you know, and by the end of it, I'm planning that, uh, everybody down there is gonna be into eating cod cheeks and cod tongues. Uh, it's a Newfoundland thing, and, you know, Newfoundland invaded Canada in the 50s, and Canada's gonna invade you guys, so, uh, you know, basically by the end of it, we're all gonna be in Newfoundlandocracy, so. Anyways, uh, that's the plan. Uh, heads up. Um, the other thing I wanted to call about was uh, there's a, a part of the show uh, last week where you guys were talking about um, you know how true power is, is not being ashamed of your race. Yeah. Uh, you know when when somebody's acting an idiot in public and you don't have to worry about them. And I just gotta say like that is not a universal feature mm. for white people. Like I feel shame about my race on a daily basis, especially <laughs> my gender and my race. When you add these two together, I'm on this new job and there's some younger people on it and there's a female on it and she's awesome trailblazing union sister give her you know props she's awesome but like i get to the point like i'm getting so tired of this crap i gotta co-sign this garbage that people talk in the lunchroom and stuff like that and i, I just been getting to the point where i just want to yell like what the fuck shut up <laughs> I like dykes or bags and anybody else, anything in between. I like other races, black people. Like, what fucking century do you people live in? <laughs> I haven't got to that point where I'm actually yelling that as right. yet. So, you know, may be a short job. We'll see. But, like, it, we, 
some of us feel some severe shame for the morons that <laughs> are our co-racialists. So, uh, anyways, I uh, just wanted to get that off my chest. Thanks again for all you do, and uh, take it cheesy. Yeah, take it cheesy. Um, yeah, I think we were more talking in generalities, man. I don't assume no white people ever feel any uh, shame or guilt or whatever related to them. Um, and I, I and I think also a lot of times um, it's denied of white people, or it's just seen as not being. Um, cool you know if you're a white person and you relate to white people shit like if you like like for example in the nba if a white person's favorite player is like dirt then it's like bad like oh jesus dirt wow way to be typical but i you know for me personally i was like you know i like rooting for people of my race to succeed and it doesn't mean i root against the other people but mm-hmm. i definitely feel some type of a connection to that positivity uh, a lot of times so uh you, uh you know not not just to mention you know just the fact that you're rooting for uh the anomaly sometimes but you know whenever i see something like um say kevin love ball out and win the three-point contest i'm like man i, I hope white people are hype about that like i don't want them to feel ashamed Me that you know maybe a white running back is doing well in the nfl i don't want them to be like oh no this is terrible but i feel like a lot of times it's kind of like forced on them to be like I can't be proud of, you know, a white person and, that and did you know, something. And there's nothing wrong with being proud of your race, man. I remember um, when we used to watch football. I forgot the white t- t- tight end. Um, I, was, I think the dude from New England mm-hmm. um, would be balling. He'd be running and Derek would be cheering. And it felt good. Like, yeah. I didn't see a problem with it. Yeah, I think it only crossed the line if you're disparaging other races and shit. But yes. like you said, apparently in your industry, you hang out with some pretty open racist and shit like that where you know you're in a work situation and you can't avoid it i mean yes i would feel some type of uh something about that if i was just sitting at like a black table and everybody was talking about fags and i would have probably that too. talking racist stuff and talking like i would be like really are we doing this like because you know, and I understand it's a work thing. And when people feel that comfortable and you have that many people, you don't want to fuck up your paycheck. I get it. No. I don't expect everybody to be a crusader. but Even though they have laws and rules and regulations and play stupid-ass videos and nobody pays attention yeah. to. But for the record, Owen, you ain't got to co-sign it. But I know what you're saying. It's like if you we don't do, say, we feel you. If you don't say anything, then it's almost like co-signing with silence. Yeah. All right, last voicemail. Can't believe we made it through all these. What's up, Rod and Karen? It's Mr. Westside. Um, just listen to your uh, show. You know, how old is 16, really? And, um, man, like, this kind of, this subject kind of uh, is kind of close to me because I had a 16-year-old sister once, and, you know, I've seen her deal with older guys and always, always, always thought of me. I always said something. And amongst my friends, when we would have these discussions, it always made me look at guys sideways who never had a problem with it. Mm. That made that look that made me look at other guys crazy when they didn't have a problem with it. When they saw girls our age dealing with grown men, I was like, and didn't think any didn't think anything of it. Like, yo, when I get at that, get when I get that age, I'm gonna be messing with young chicks too. Like, yo, that shit don't seem like wrong at all. And obviously. Those people, you know, aren't my friends anymore. But at the time, you know, you hung around with plenty of guys. Who, I hung around with plenty of guys who thought that way. It was a, at least enough of them that a large group of them that could say it was a, enough of them 
anyway, I'm getting lost in my thoughts. But and it reminds me of that Chappelle uh, bit he did when he talked about um, the R. Kelly case, talking about how he his words were how old is sixteen really. Mm-hmm. Brought up that uh that case of the, of the boy in Florida who killed his like sister or cousin or somebody practicing wrestling moves and he right. was around the same age. Then there's not to be an adult. He got life in prison as an adult. As an adult. Now, are we saying if you think that he shouldn't have got charged as an adult, then what are you saying about this 16 year old girl or 16 year old girls in general or 16 year olds in general about? their mental capacities and faculties to decipher right right and wrong. Great point. And that's pretty much it. Um, maybe one day I can talk about my vocabulations father. <clears throat> I spoke about my last voicemail, but maybe another time. Thanks. <laughs> Love the show. Peace. Oh, man. Peace. And, and to comment on what he was saying, mm-hmm. I think that uh, it's a lot of issues behind that. What is, is 16 really old enough? And a lot of it boils down to a lot of different perspectives. A lot of times people don't want to admit it. Race plays a role mm-hmm. because when, when, when a 16-year-old commit crimes, uh, depending on what the crime is, and they're black, they want to throw the book. If a 16-year-old commit crime, I'm talking about here in America, and they're white, all of a sudden that's what children do. You know, they're just being naive. It's like all of a sudden it's worded very differently and it's presented in a different manner. But to my mind, they're still 16. And back to who you talking about, the girls, I think for some reason, the dudes want to fuck the girls. So as far as they're concerned, if I can fuck you, or I Oh, I think you own up to fuck. All of a sudden, all the the child rules don't apply to you because I want to fuck you, regardless of if you have the mental capacity or capability to uh, really understand or really have a full comprehension of the activity that you're engaging in. I don't care about that. All I know is your body say you own up to fuck, so let's fuck. But when it comes to dudes, you got the same thing I got, and I'm not worried about trying to fuck you. I'm just talking about from from a straight dude's perspective. So they don't really care. Throw the book at him. He should have known. And sometimes that's very very uh, frustrating. I think. When you look at it, it should be looked at at 16 year across the board, unless it's just something that's just so heinous. That's a whole different story. But just a lot of this stuff, I really think it's other factors that play a role. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, when you said that, um, you know, the I mean, when he brought up the fact that in Florida that kid got tried as an adult, mm-hmm. and you always see a lot of black people decrying that, like. Oh man, he's black, and they crying him as an adult, and he's a kid, and this happened. You see these cases come up from time to time, and we all seem to have a pretty much, uh, you know, we all seem to pretty much agree. But whenever it comes up to like, you know, sexual uh, age and stuff, then it's like, oh no, that's just a little girl being fast, or that's just this, that's just that one. It's like, but wait a minute. That's not old enough to go to prison as an adult for you because they're not an adult yet. They're just a kid, even mm-hmm. in a grave mistake like de- like killing somebody or something like that or a crime. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to sex, all of a sudden it's like, no, that's old enough. Like you said, I think it does go by that, you know. Um, all right, let's get into the uh, the uh, page and stuff like that. Um we got comments on the polls. We got comments on the episode, of course. You can call and talk to us live. Uh, I don't know if we'll take every call today, but I'll see what I can do. Um, 704-557-0186. Um, and uh, let's go check out the page and see 
what comments people left um eric actually left a comment for an episode we did with my dad which is like a week old but um the comment is new he says i finally listened to this show yesterday this is my second year listening to this episode this should be required listening for all fathers and sons i'm older than you and younger than your dad i love hearing his perspective on the events and music of the day like drake your dad's reaction to that song is awesome <laughs> yeah, I played like 20 seconds of Drake. My dad was like, sounds soft to me. Yeah, I know. We know your dad don't listen to no damn Drake. Yeah. I have a 20-year-old son who happens to be a Drake fan. I've tried to change his mind, but I had to give up. Your dad talked about getting a whipping for old and new. My dad used to say that same BS to me and my brother. The community Vanessa Del Rio tape was also hilarious. My dad did the same shit with me and my brother. We had a box of porno mags that moved from under one twin bed to the other. We found out that my dad used to check them out too. He never said anything to us about it. I'm inspired by I'm inspired watching the interaction between you and your dad. It helps me see the importance of letting go and allowing your kid to be an adult. We can talk about big crit currency, and I actually know what he is talking about. He turns me on to dope shows on Cartoon Network like Loiter Squad and Workaholics on Comedy Central. I love the way you and your dad go back and forth, but I still can't believe you curse in front of your dad. LOL, great show. Keep up the great work. Oh man, thanks, man. I'm uh i never really view myself as an example or inspiration to anybody uh the relationship between me and karen or my dad or whatever even when people tell me that we're just really being myself there's really no uh like oh i got this pressure to show a good relationship but uh my dad's just cool as shit man and uh i love him to death because of that um because he did give me the freedom to be myself and uh not fit into like different modes of what people think is manhood and shit like that just uh by just uh, empowering me to um, have self-confidence and, and let me know nothing's wrong with being smart and, mm-hmm. and funny and all that stuff. And just being yourself. All right. Episode 325, Summer of Braun. Um, the poll for this episode was, did you enjoy Mr. Gates, a.k.a. Haterasi, on the podcast? Because, you know, we got some mixed reactions. A lot of our voicemails and emails were about uh, the dark hater mm-hmm. and uh, the or uh, Mr. Gates and um, uh, the whole Die Hood rat, Die video and stuff. And, um, you know, it was just weird because I thought that uh, I knew there would be some reaction to that video, period, right? Mm-hmm. But I also thought that overall, you know, there was probably that 15 minute conversation or whatever on Die Hood Rats Die, but I would say the show went swimmingly and I thought he was a great guest. And, uh, Me too. You know, I, I, obviously, I love to have him back. I mean, uh, but I, I, when I saw some of the emails and stuff, I was like, huh, I wonder how people felt about him on the show then if, uh, if that was actually a problem. Cause I, you know, I thought he did well and, there, and everything was cool, but you know, maybe just people had that one disagreement and wanted to voice it. True. So, did you enjoy Mr. Gates as a hater, aka Hater Rossi as a guest? Yes, 80%. So only 20% of the audience didn't like him as a guest. And I, I think that's actually pretty good because he's a pretty controversial dude. And he likes to troll people sometimes. And uh, I think if you're getting 80% of the people to say, hey, I do like this person um, and I did enjoy them, then, hey, then that's good. True. Possum says, yeah, most deaf. I enjoyed the other nigga also. I believe that would be Chris Lambert. <laughs> I think it was. The other nigga. Um, Professor LCH says absolutely, and per Popson's enthusiastic endorsement above, ahem, Chris Lambert was a nice addition to the show as well. The foursome comedy, chem- the foursome's chemistry and timing was great. Definitely, uh, we'll look forward to shows of these guys again. Isaiah says, I remember when Hater allowed rape or some shit last time he was a guest. LOL. 
So he ain't had nothing to add. He just wanted to say that. Yeah, he was, he, kept, he brought up, he fucked up and brought up that what did she have on argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we rode the rest of the show. Yeah, we roasted him for that. But that was cool, man, because I think, um, probably one of the most, um, admirable qualities of a person to me is that they can allow some jokes to be made at their expense, man. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, those are our best guests that, you know, they say something and then they don't just expect you to, like, not, make a joke about, about it, it or as long as the joke's not on me we can laugh and shit like that so um I, yeah that was cool of him that day because we pretty much made like that episode <laughs> and a couple more about that joke so we were like oh well dark hater wouldn't find nothing wrong with this what does she have on and uh he actually uh you know rolled with the joke and thought it was funny so that was cool uh chris johnson says let me play devil's advocate here yeah and that's all i read of that comment because i don't read devil's advocate <laughs> I, I guess some of y'all think it's a joke. It's, it, that, that, that part is not a joke. <laughs> if you want to have an opinion, then have an opinion, but don't try to pussy out of it. Um, all right, next poll uh, was for episode uh, 326, Motherfuckery. And uh, the poll was, did your family ever steal food from a buffet? And the it was close for a while, and it still ended up kind of close, but the correct, uh, the final result was yes. 57% of people's family has stolen food from a buffet. <laughs> I believe that. How many buffets are overpriced now because they have to measure in theft? They, you know, they do. They do. One of our favorite sushi buffets, every few months, go up by a dollar. Yeah. I wonder if it's just like, yeah, motherfuckers come in and steal the sushi, dog. Yeah, they've got to cover that cost somewhere. I don't even know how you steal sushi. You have to have, like, three Tupperware trays, plastic wrap, a couple I know. Couple layers of cookie sheet foil. I mean, come on. You got that dead rice sticking to your ass. Come on. How you, how you roll that there with sushi rolls? And no was 43% of people who grew up with decent families that uh, abided the law. Um, Mine didn't. Derek Bates says, I have never taken food from a buffet, but my wife and mother-in-law always make sure that they shove a few cookies into their purses before we leave. I can't make them stop, no matter how many disapproving <laughs> looks I give them. Yeah, once it's in the family, it's in the family, Derek. They're like, damn, we done paid for this. Mr. Andre Joseph said, I remember when I first joined the military to save money, me and my boys would go to Golden Corral or Old Country Buffet and spend three or four hours there. We will get there at noon, eat our fill, chill, talk, make nice with the staff, and eat again. Those are hard times, but I'm grateful for the have that to have that experience. Jesus. You imagine hanging out four hours? Man, Karen. People used to work at a buffet. Did mm-hmm. anybody ever do that? Yes, they did. Wow, what did y'all do? Did y'all love those customers? Did they tip well? No, fucking was terrible. A lot of times it'd be <laughs> them people that be running out of fucking business meetings coming coming in there. They eat, they sit, they had a paper spread out, keep your table locked up for three hours and then leave you fit to sink. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Chris Johnson says, I got an uncle that steals shit to uh to offset the price of what he thinks uh something he bought should cost. He went we went to CC's pizza, it's a pizza joint, not that good, it's all you can eat for five dollars. He bought a fucking gaz- f- gallon ziploc bag with him and stole pizza <laughs> and, and the fucking cheap ass plates. And the place? I don't mess, I ain't mess with the place. That nigga's now. just a thief. He ain't getting even. <laughs> no. He try to he try to hide that shit behind some justice like, yeah, this is some vengeance for uh, mm. you know, all the cost and, and all the stuff they overpriced and it's like mm. 
it's five dollars why are you stealing plates plates you got more than five dollars over plates man yes you do at the house gabby says um without a doubt yes remember when sizzler first came out and the steaks were a normal size not crazy uh one and a half inch but four inch strip they swear is six to eight ounces but i digress fried shrimp had more shrimp than breading that was the place to bring home some plates of fried shrimp, fresh fruit, yummy, cheesy garlic bread. The usual drill was to bring along some Ziploc bags or aluminum foil, LOL. Now they are nice enough to give you a small to go containers. Just fill up on that shrimp before you bounce. Yeah, a lot of places did when the buff, when a lot of buffets came out. They were, they were full size. Mm. Now they cut them shits to like, uh, you know, when you go to deli, like, how you want it cut? Deli slice. That's how your steak is. Deli slice. <laughs> deli slice steak. Yeah, and uh, it makes sense because apparently people have been ripping them off for years. Felt Five says, hell yeah, my mom kept a healthy supply of napkins to grab fish from the all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. N- nothing better than fried oysters and human, I mean, the home-cooked cheese grits. Just saying. DB Trill says, hell yeah, put them cookies in the napkin and keep it moving. Michael says, of course I have. Bring they Ziploc bag and load up. Like you guys say, people ain't shit. So, yes, I ain't shit. (laughs) Surprised nobody wrote in for the nose. Nobody wrote in and said, hell no, that's crazy. Nope. Mm -mm. Maybe they just mad. Maybe they wanted to and uh, their moms and stuff would never let them. Uh, That ain't true. We had some comments on the episode. episode. Um, Quincy says... Do that hip-hop Jeopardy and have the final questions be an actual question from Jeopardy. Freeze frame all the confused faces and roll the credits. Congrats on the success with Stitcher. Mr. All of That Shit said, Too Many Laughs, one of the best shows yet. This is the one with uh, Miss Music Lover and Phenom Black. Yes, we always have a good time with them with them niggas. Clout2K says, Nah, McDonald's don't care about how fast you get served with those double lines. They do that for two reasons. First, it's to keep traffic off the street, so in the morning you don't have all the cars all the way out into the street uh, at those peak lunch hours. Second, it's to give the appearance that the line is shorter than it actually is. Oh, yeah, because if everybody's crammed up, you be like, hey, I can pick one or two. And really, ain't neither one of them motherfucking lines moving. Uh, which makes <laughs> sense. He says, which makes sense because I passed up places because the line looked, uh, because of how the line looked. Me too. As far as the confusion goes, they are supposed to have cameras at the menus that takes a picture of your car. And that's how the cashier knows what your order is. But they mm-hmm. still always ask. No, I, I don't know I, if they. I don't know if they had the cameras or not because I've never been in one of these McDonald's with the new drive-throughs. That's but, true. But if they but do, they do always don't ask. pay no attention. Yeah, they, I'm assuming they don't pay that camera no attention because they always ask me number one, number two, and I'll be like, "Fuck, I, I'm scared to ask you because I'm probably not even gonna get my real food." Right. I love the Lincoln Vampire Hunter concept for the simple fact that not only did the South lose, we are now insulting folklore into their failure and fuck undecided voters. Later, y'all. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, man. I feel like white people are trying to avoid that slavery shit. We writing movies saying the vampires are slave owners now? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like white people didn't have enough incentive for free labor and all the cotton they could carry? Like, come on. No, it was for vampires and they wanted the blood of the black people. That's what it was. <laughs> white people down south didn't know anything was going on with the slaves. Um, Cloud2K says, uh, and yeah, I cut off that video. Not on my watch, player. Nah, but seriously, find more of that shit. That montage was powerful. We put oil on our women. <laughs> Yolo the Jew says, Oh, it was that hating ass nigga from Where's My 40 Acres. I'm out. <laughs> Brandon ain't hating. Talking about Brandon. Yes. Uh, Black Brawley says, Y'all niggas need a work cited on these ratchet ass videos you air on your show. I'm crying over here. 
says my derby wife says couple of things first the show that the show is fucking amazing and i ain't even done with it yet had to stop to do some damn studying can't just be in the room rolling with tears in my eyes they kicked me out the damn library <laughs> you listen to the library come on you can't just get an annulment because your new husband is the is fucking the waitress this happened in australia where i don't even think they do annulments anymore my parents got married in germany but even here in the, in the States, you can only get an annulment if you were induced into marriage through fraud. Once you say the magic words and sign that paper, you stuck, bitches. Well, I guess <laughs> stuck as in you got to wait a couple years for the divorce thing, right? I don't think it's stuck. as I mean, obviously, you can still get a divorce at some point. Mm-hmm. Personally, I support Abe Lincoln being a total badass the Obama, and Obama being a vampire. I want them people down here in South Carolina to know that he's your worst fucking nightmare, you racist pieces of shit. <laughs> And he won't die. He'll be around forever haunting your white dreams, taking all your shit. Eventually, he's going to turn to Tiger Woods, and then he'll be going all true blood on your daughter's bitches. <laughs> I hope not. I don't think, Me either. I don't think black America could handle him and Michelle not being together. Mm-mm. On a separate note, what kind of undead creature is Chris Bosh? A vampire raptor? Give it to me again! Give it to me again! Give it to me again! That's how he ends it. Summer of Brian, y'all. All right. Um, and the last episode we did uh, was, how old is 16 really? really? Uh, which, yeah, uh, like Mr. Westside said, is actually from the Dave Chappelle um, skit. Like, I mean, stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so here's, here's the poll. And I was interested to see what the results of this poll would be. Is it a big deal for a 20-something to date a 16-year-old? Yes or no? Yes, 93% of people say yes. 7% of people say no, right? Mm-hmm. Which will be interesting when we get to the emails. Yes, did will. Eddie Long says, I think that's just plain wrong. No, oh, Lord. No ifs, ands, or buts with two T's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eddie Long. Sweaty Nut says, laws and conscience. All, all thought a 16-year-old is... all." thought a, a 16 year old is able to do okay laws and conscience all thought a 16 year old is able to decide what he or she wants laws state that something about four or more years is considered statutory rape even though both parties make consent or whatever in my book 18 is legal anything less run nigga run massacre fitting gonna get your <laughs> massacre gonna get y'all for messing with that so sweaty nuts apparently says uh uh I don't know. I don't even know what the point of that was. Um, I'm trying to figure it out, but something about 18 is fine. um, 16, as long as there's no four-year difference, then that's not statutory, depending on... Like I said. That depends on the state, though. That's not everywhere. I don't know. I'm just fucking old because i'm like fuck that 21 and up i don't yeah i don't know how old i don't know how old he is either but yeah even when i was in college i thought it was creepy like when i was a freshman in college i was only like uh 17 yeah you were and um like dudes from my dorm uh my sophomore year wait sophomore either sophomore or junior year dudes from my dorm you know technically they they weren't four years older than a 16 year old or whatever Mm-mm. would bring g- girls to our dorm and stuff i was remember i was actually i was playing uh nba live in a in in a tournament style in this dude's room one time and you know while i'm playing his roommate brings in and it's probably like six seven dudes in here we're just all playing this game and i mm-hmm. i was winning so i was staying on the sticks and then it's like they brought these two girls in there and they I, I like it it took me in like i don't know maybe five or six minutes to realize like wait a minute 
these girls are like high school girls you know oh it's time to leave like i don't even know their ages or nothing you know mm-hmm. and uh the dudes over there just talking and hanging out and shit and then um you know i'm like i'm playing my game and i'm trying to play it cool or whatever but i'm like okay i'm gonna have to lose this shit on purpose so and i leave, go you know and um there was you know one of the, i mean because also i was still dating karen at the time too but you know one dude is like uh trying to see if he can get everybody in the room to fuck with the you know to have sex with the chick what and he was like yeah if i uh you know he's like why don't, why don't you uh show us that pussy or some shit like that and i was like yo this is creepy as fuck right now and i remember just being like yeah i gotta go fellas so i got my shit and uh went to the other room and then her friend that was with her didn't even really seem to be down with it like her friend was like we should go i don't yeah. feel comfortable and they tried to get me to take the other chick to my room like why don't you just let her hang out with you since you ain't trying to do nothing and i was like no, no. It's like, this shit is all fucked up. Like, I don't want to no, be a part of this. Yeah. Shit go down and all of a sudden, they didn't charge you. I was statutory ripping me too. Fuck that. Not any had sex. Fuck yeah. you. Like, I, I left there, man. I went to my room and just jacked off thinking about that 16 year old pussy, man. But hey, what can you do? <laughs> I mean, it's not sick if it's not. No, nah, I'm just telling you. But I went back to my room and was like, fuck that, man. Yeah, I know it's so. Uh, Michael says, whoever said no, you, Eddie Long, Ben, R. Kelly, <laughs> And Sandusky need to uh, be locked away for life. And so Chill can fuck you with one of her million dicks. Then you can understand how wrong that is. Shaking my head. J Project says, you know, I get it. I get it in a way. Like I've seen 14 year olds that I have to ask, how old is she? 21? They answer 14 and I reply, shut the front door. So just fucking I get it. But what other than good sex can a mature adult have in common with a person under 21? Is that even good sex, though? I say that again. Is, who, who knows what they're doing at 14? I say that again. What kind of experience do you have fucking at 14? Wow, that's that's amazing to me. Because, like, I don't, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at 14. Me either, sir. Like, the better sex is with, you know, adults that know what the fuck they doing. And can show you a thing or two. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always think it's creepy that dudes even fantasize about inexperienced women or whatever as a partner or or you know and i'm sure if i was a woman vice versa but it's weird to fantasize about people that don't know what they're doing because then it's like really gets into like some psychological control issues yes it does and like how much do you feel inadequate or insecure in your own sexual powers that you feel like you need to kind of fool a person that's or you need to get with someone who isn't experienced so you can make sure that you have the power and the control in the bedroom like it's weird how people are just tired up to that but anyway but other than good sex, can a mature adult ha- what can a m- mature adult have in common with a person under twenty one? Hell, I'm twenty eight and won't go below twenty five, cause we more than likely uh, won't have shit to talk about. So, all right, um, let's check the uh, comments. Dave P says, Rob and Karen, Rob, <laughs> in print, no doubt. I start every description of the show with Rod and Karen discuss, <laughs> and this nigga was like Rob. That's right. With a B. Rob and Karen, if it wasn't for my broken iPod hard drive, thank God I found you. You guys are funny and insightful. Episode 326, Motherfuckery, was one of the funniest shit I heard in a while. I was trying to hold my laughter in. Keep it up. Dave from the T-Dot. Well, thank you very much, uh, Dan. Say, says, my derby, <laughs> says my derby wife, 
the 16 year old statutory rape line has been upheld by the supreme court to protect young girls from being impregnated by older men which gets to the creepiness of the whole problem i'm kind of torn about this because the last woman i dated before my wife and the last dude she dated before me were both 13 years our senior we were 19 when we got in got together in college for the first time so they were 19 dating 32 year olds or something like that I mean, I still think it's weird. I'm sorry. I'm not taking yeah, it back. Yeah. I like to say it's my derby wife, but that shit is weird and creepy. And I think if you feel empowered by it when you're that young, it's more of a case of like, to me, where do you draw the line between someone's running game on you and, and, you, and you're just fucking stupid at 19? Does anybody think they were smart at 19? No. Like, I don't. Like, I don't know. I just can't imagine anyone who thinks they had it all together at 19, man. Yes. Like, if, if you, unless you're 19. Yeah, you're 19. You think everybody's an idiot. You think your parents are the stupid people on the face of the fucking earth and nobody can tell you what to do, even though you just one year above voting. You can't drink yet. Yeah. It's a lot of shit you can't do, a lot of stuff you hadn't experienced in life. And, um, you know, maybe, that, maybe that's just me. That's, that's, just, that's just very uh, creepy. Well, let's go on and see how he describes this very helpful, fruitful relationship that was so healthy and everything. Um, in my case, she was getting out of a divorce and was all down on herself. We met on the internet chat room. The good old days. AOL, bitches. Yeah, it sounds like it was off to a swimming, healthy start. <laughs> on AOL. And I threw my, that flattery down hard. I brought, I brought her and my, around my friends, which is to me not, not as big a deal because you're 19 is more of a conquest thing. Like, I'm bringing around this grown ass woman and shit, and it's it's almost a novelty. But it, I'd be more impressed if you say you brought her around your friend, your family, or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because I doubt your family would be cool with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nope. I brought her around my friends. Word, you hooking up with this older chick? Can she buy us beer? Right, that's as far as your friends are thinking because they're nineteen. Too. That's right. And she took me around a couple of her friends, one of whom I got on. Another reason this is a bad idea. So he fucked her friend. So that's how health, that's how healthy and good these relationships are, which I don't understand why he's confused about these, but whatever. Um, you get them young cats preying on old women with confidence issues. My parents eventually found out, and that shit was awkward. In my wife's case, the dude, so yeah, his, his parents found out because he and had was, to hide it, and was not because he knew it was wrong, even at nineteen, and did not approve. Right. Okay. Uh, in my wife's case, the dude she was with had another woman on the side. Well, you're 19. You're easy to fool. You're easy to run game on, too. Yeah, like I said, you ain't the only one, and you ain't the main one. You are 19. This person is in their 30s. Yeah. Even if you were the only one, I mean, it's still kind of a, like, creepy thing. I don't... Even if... I mean, I'm not saying... Yeah, even if they weren't cheating or had nobody else, it's still, like... Yeah, you're 19. You're easy to run game on. You're easy to manipulate. Um, and you're easy to, to, you know, easy to con. So, Just out of life, lack of life experiences. Right. Everybody, if, right now, everybody knows they could talk to a 19-year-old and find out how stupid they are in minutes. So, Of course. I mean, it, 19 is stupid, and you know it's stupid because when you find a smart 19-year-old, you go, oh, damn, you know, you're pretty sharp. Because you expect them to be stupid. I completely shocked what, and amazed. That's just what it is. Yes, like, wow. Wow, you can put sentences together with complex fragments and everything. And thoughts, adjectives, verbs. Mm. Bravo. How many syllables is in that word? Anyway. <laughs> um, so this dude, he had a woman on the side, and that woman was married to another dude. 
Uh, this is in Florida. Oh, Florida. And he was a director of the drum line at her high school. I'll just leave it at that. So he was fucking, I guess, his students in, dry, in the mm. drum line. He, that sounds about, yeah. In closing, I need to stop leaving reviews before I finish this to the podcast. If the official twins of the podcast grow up to date old people before they grown, I might give Kevin a bit more rope. Because he has that double standard thing where the dude, it's okay for dudes to do it. But if Erica bring home this dude, dude home, if Erica brings this dude home, he's getting buried out back underneath the pool. So sick for girls, cool for guys. Nah, I disagree with it let's all. Keep, let's keep that stereotype going. Mm-mm. What the fuck is wrong with parents? No, I disagree with you, sir. Um, well, you, that's how dudes are. It's so like, it is cool. Meanwhile, the kids are all fucked up and shit. Yeah, because anyway. like I said, when it comes to pussy, all of a sudden it's a conquest. When it comes right. to girls, I don't want you fucking my daughter. Well, well yeah. what about your son? Like, we see it all the time with these stories where I teach us fucking students. If it's a woman, then it's like we're supposed to high five the boy. If it's a, a girl, then it's like kill that sick bastard teacher. So it's just. No, it should go both ways. I know. It's just depressing. Uh, Gabby says, I totally think it is wrong for a 20 year old to be with a minor. The maturity levels are too vast, and no matter what the 16 year old says, they are still a child, and a 20 year old is an adult. I had a situation where a dude in Blockbuster always used to always hit on me. He looked like Johnny Depp and was funny until he told me he was like 28 and thought I was 18. I was in my mid 20s at the time. Um, once he said that, though, I was that he thought I was 18 and still was trying to hit on me, I lost all interest. Yuck. Oh, yeah, because you're like, well, shit, you was trying to holler when you thought I was 18. Yeah, you thought I was barely legal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, so basically you trying to hit on me because you thought I was just fresh out of high school. Yeah, Yeah. it was on that 12 play. Also, I heard your commentary about the rape controversy in the Tomb Raider game, and I agree that it is not needed or appropriate. Also, do you remember during the, the late? Well, no, I'm not saying, one, it isn't needed. But two, I'm not saying it's not appropriate. Um, I think the outrage over it is kind of weird. I think that person wrote, that wrote the article still has a good point though. Like, you can't lie about it. If you, like, if you're gonna put mature themes in here, like, uh, the movie Taken, the half of the movie is, basically the entire, like, plot of the movie is based on the fact that this dude's daughter's gonna get raped if he doesn't get to her in time. Mm-hmm. Like, her friend gets raped and killed, and it's really no big deal, cause that ain't his daughter. But it's obviously in the movie that this shit is happening. They're not showing graphic rapes and shit like that, but they aren't running from it. So if you ask the director of Taken, like, hey, um, this movie has sexual assault in it, and he was like, no, that's not even a theme in this game. That has nothing to do with this, uh, I mean, in this movie. Then I would be like, you're full of shit, dude. Like, you know that it's in there. And I'm not saying you need to become an advocate or whatever, but um, you knew when you put this in there that people were going to get mad. That's all. And they knew when they put this in here, they were going to have to deal with a constituent of people, a constituency of people who were going to not like the fact that it was brought up, period. And running from it only makes them look dumber and more cowardly and gives people more anger. And I hate to see them do that, you know. Own your shit, dog. That's all. Also, do you remember during the mid to late 90s when there was this game they ended up pulling from the shelves where the whole point of the game was home invasion it included suggested rape yeah i remember that they described it as dudes in ski masks breaking into a woman's house etc so not cool it was like breaking into a sorority or some shit and it was one of those games where like it was video and uh it was like i think maybe sega cd or some one of those like new gaming platforms mm-hmm. and you were supposed to like uh like play it and then it will play part of this pre-recorded video but i don't think it actually showed any rape but it was just an implication of like these dudes trying to get these girls in this video 
Um, and while trying to find out more about this, I found out they made a WTC survivor game, World Trade Center survivor game. That was also pulled from the shelves because, let's face it, that ish was on some bad, bad taste. Shaking my damn head. Keep up the good, great work on the podcast and post more pics of food from Chick-fil-A. Uh, that's Karen that does that shit. Got me thinking <laughs> Got me thinking about banana pudding, milkshakes, and whatnot. Sigh. <sighs> and sad face. Uh, she also said, here's the link for more info on the game. I still think it hits a bit too close to home. Raw, sensitive, emotional, etc. to be a theme of a game. Um, 9-11 Survivor is the name of the game. The students who created the game said they had other intentions, but I can totally understand why 9-11 Survivor's family and friends of those who were lost in the tragedy would find it extremely offensive. Yeah, I understand. Donology says, yeah, people ain't shit. An adult dating a minor is sick and disgusting. I can't imagine an adult doing ish like this and expecting a free pass. Like, it's okay for things of this nature to happen. What are you going to say, Karen? My thing is this. When you're dealing with somebody with such a big age gap, and teenagers are very stupid sexually transmitted disease. I mean, because this person probably has been out there. They fucked before. You, you're not thinking what they bring it. It's easy. Well, you can talk adults into not having condoms, but you can probably talk a child a lot quicker and not having a condom than an adult. And, right. you know, you're dealing with pregnancy, you're dealing with STDs, you're dealing with, you know, HPV. Like, it's a lot of shit that this person can give you that may or may not care about you that would destroy the rest of your fucking life. Yeah, you haven't had a bill yet. Like, what do you know about life? You know, and you're shit, 16. Nothing. You had, but like this, you ain't had nothing to come in the house with your name only in the birthday card from your grandma. Yeah, and I don't want to hear that shit about where the 16-year-olds are just fast and I was grown when I was 16. I just don't fucking believe you. No, you was not grown when you were 16. You, know? you didn't have a job. If you did, I know here here in North Carolina is limited in what you can do. You can only work so many hours. You can only do this. You can do that. You know, you 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 know, and 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 to me, I think it's it's um just an excuse for people to, to for excuse for them to say this, especially girls. I'm a true enough to fuck. It's an excuse. No, they're not. Well, even girls say it, you know, and I still and, think and it's wrong. Like that, I think that's right. I think it's like if uh, you know, like I said, I think it's like listening to someone who was abused by a pedophile and then go, "Oh no, I was old enough at 12 or whatever." You just like you know, no, you've been mm-hmm. abused and you just don't fucking know better. And and I, I hate to be the person to tell you that or to believe that about you, but I just do, and there's nothing you can do to change my mind. A fucking 16 year old is not ready uh to be fucking with an adult in a relationship it's just not enough to me it's it's too many factors out there it's too many question marks out there it's just it's just so much that that a 16 year old is very naive in and that's i'm glad i don't have any children because if i did i'd be the motherfucker up there in my 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 rollers in my hair and 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 showing my ass because somebody don't showed up to my house uh, anyway, great show once again. Oh yeah, y'all didn't have to go in on the babies like that. I guess when we talked about the babies crying and it's like a Rubik's cube. <laughs> hey man, so I don't have none. I can't I, figure that shit I out. No, it's so. My my niece was here the other day and, and I love it very dearly, but ooh, it was confusing at times. All right, man. Let's uh check out the emails. Of course, the email for the show is theblackouttips at gmail dot com, and we also got a ton of emails. So let's get to reading. And people had a lot to say about the subjects this week. Yes, they did. Professor LCA starts us off. Hi, Rod and Karen. My last week's feedback email was sent in haste. I didn't want to miss being a part of the feedback show. Honestly, I love these shows. I feel like a kid when I hear my feedback. LOL. What I <laughs> what I drafted earlier but neglected to put in the email before I hit send. 
Karen. Mm-hmm. I love Karen's inner tigress. <laughs> her voice gets all thick and deep. Her narration lengthens. Her narration lengthens, taking twists and turns. Her target is all up in the crosshairs. In short, she is not to be toyed with. It's such a contrast to her 99% bubbly, easygoing, airy, and light presentation. And Trey's hot, too. Thank you. Um, Devil's Advocate. This is for chill. My damn chill. I hope your voice has returned. I've not been ignoring your you regarding the Devil's Advocate discussion. In short... Rod is correct. Uh, in your face, chill. How does it feel? <laughs> How does it feel to know that I am the one who is correct here? Uh-oh. And the professor had my back. Oh, she she must not be listening live. She, 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 yeah, wait, wait, yeah. She gonna have something to say. Oh. We're gonna have 15 voicemails so when we come back. Oh, yeah, chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does it feel? You feel that burn? That's the burn of black academia having my back. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna call set a call now. <laughs> That's the feeling that all the people that hate LeBron have right now. You called her in off the sidelines for a referee and she ruled in my favor. Is this how Republicans feel about health care? I uh, think so. I think so too. All right. Let me stop. That should be enough to get several cursed out even voicemails tomorrow. Of course. Uh, anyway, um, Devil's Advocate, in its original and most pure form, was a device used to strengthen an argument, opinion by attacking its weaknesses. That what may come uh, as a surprise to those who are more familiar with today's modified understanding, Devil's Advocates were individuals hired to attack the argument slash opinion by those who supported it. So it's like I have an opinion. I don't know if it's the strongest. Let me hire somebody and get them to work on my opinion to help me out. Okay. For example... An advocatus diaboli, Latin term for devil's advocate, uh, was someone hired by the Roman Catholic Church to argue against making someone a saint in the Roman Catholic Church. A common and modern example, lawyers play, quote unquote, devil's advocates when we moot colleagues and friends arguments before they make them to a judge, jury or appellate court. Opponents aren't enlisted to moot colleagues and trusted friends are it's like your beloved coach hiring a sparring partner for you before a championships fight coaches know you got you may get stomped into a bruised pulp however you know that the coach wants you to win what rod is complaining about is the incorrect use of the tactic again mm-hmm. devil's advocates ultimately purpose ultimate purpose is to strengthen an argument or position but since nothing is pure any longer plain old attack and disagreement is now painted with the devil's advocate brush right and that's yeah. what i hate is like I don't like when people hide behind opinions. Like, just fucking say it. Yeah, if that's how you feel, that's just how you feel. And it's also condescending as shit, man. Because a lot of times what you're really implying is, I know this thing about this argument. And I actually agree with you. But I'm not going to tell you that the I, answer. I'm, a, I'm, I'm so smug with my shit. I'm going to pose it to you like you don't fucking know. Like, if you want to help me strengthen my argument and you my friend, just fucking add it. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, also, it's like this thing. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, say, um, uh, LeBron James is an asshole or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, devil's advocate, LeBron James gave all that money to the kids, right? Instead of me saying that, I could just be like, well, you know, he gave all that money to the Boys and Girls uh, Association, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, because you're standing behind that statement. I could just easily say that, and you could be like, nigga, fuck you. And I'll be like, that's fine. 
but but i do but i'm saying it because it's true and like it's not like i'm trying to oh no i agree with you mm-hmm. you know he is an asshole and this is how we need to find out I'm like no if you do agree with me then like say the counter to that shit mm-hmm. too anyway i hope that helps it may not rod's old scale swinging libra self will probably find a way to disagree with my agreeing with him lol well you were wrong <laughs> professor lch i do agree with you and support you wholeheartedly what you gonna do now exactly <laughs> hey Rossi. so glad that ron and karen got what i was trying to say about hey Rossi's hyperbole i've seen a similar frustration in men i presume who are older than hey Rossi, my father's generation these older men cannot understand what's doing with the younger and throw up their hands because ultimately they've raised their children and aren't required to understand these newer folks it's like the younger men and boys are a different species or speak a different language but these older men don't criticize women for being poor mothers or making poor choices i guess for these older men their mother's sacrifices are too dear to their hearts it's like it's not in them to criticize women especially mothers um you know, I will say maybe also being older gives them perspective because, like, I don't think you'll ever catch my father talking shit about uh, a mom of somebody. Like, he Mm-mm. just at least not their mother and skills and stuff like that. Nope. Um, and he will reach out to help somebody way before he does some shit talking. Yes, so, he will. And, and maybe it's also that, you know, our generation, when they grow up, they'll have better perspective on shit and they have more of a total holistic view on humanity. And maybe these men will grow up and be like, yeah, um, it doesn't mean that a person ain't shit because, you know, they had a child early or they're having trouble raising a child by themselves or the man they slept with left them. You know, maybe they'll grow up that way. I hope. That's my, I mean, I don't know. I just hope. I mean, what the fuck can I say? Because I ain't really seen no evidence that this shit going to happen. But I would hope that as dudes get older, they realize and soften up that, you know, it's not this. It doesn't have to be a gender war um, all the time. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a gender war. It doesn't have to be an age war. And sometimes I think for a lot of older people, they've experienced so much that too, that sometimes they give up on a generation because they feel like, like she said, why should I be bothered? It's not me. It's not mine. I've raised my kids. I don't have to deal with this. So a lot of their compassion leaves them. And to me, you know, that's a sad thing where it's just like, just fuck them. Yeah. Um, she says, this may be a generational thing, as Ashley mentioned. I'm more used to men who don't talk to women, quote unquote, being way older, but defending women. I love Rod and Karen's point regarding men who won't talk to women, won't defend women. That's what I see more often in my generation is like the kind of dude that is on that. I don't say anything bad about women. They also never going to say anything good about them. Yeah. Like, it's just like I'm out of this situation. All together. Fend for yourself. Yes. I, I, I see you getting attacked for being a woman, but fuck you. I'm not saying nothing. So they just strip themselves out of the picture all together. Yeah. I don't understand you. So why am I even worried? You might flip on me. And I also the other thing I see, and we'll read some more emails later, but a lot of men just don't know how to talk to women and they don't even know how to talk about women. Like they don't yeah. know how to not be offensive. And I don't know if that's just a gender thing where we grow up being like tough talk, tough love. That's what manhood is about. And we just think you can apply that to women too. Like toughen up woman, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, understand that I'm on your side and that's all you need to know. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, 
it, there's also a way to be on someone's side where you're not fucking pissing them off as you agree with them. I know, or offending them. Or, so yeah, we, we'll get into it later. Yeah, I got opinions about it, but go ahead, finish. You go ahead. Younger men do talk to women more, and I hadn't considered that. I'd focused on the ones who've been running their mouths against women but won't defend them. Uh, but I'm reminded that there's a population that talks and defends and learns that there's a pop and learned that there's a population whose no comment isn't about strong and silent, but shut down. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of it is for a lot of dudes. It's like, I'm just scared. Mm-hmm. Like they're just scared to say the wrong shit, man. Even people that I respect and find reasonable and nuanced, all that yeah, shit. When and- it come to women issues, all of a sudden they have no opinion when I, you know, they have opinions, but they don't want to voice them because they feel like the moment they voice them, you're going to have women or just people come out and just argue against them even right. even, even if they have valid points yeah and sometimes um you can be wrong and there's yes, nothing wrong with that you no. can learn a lot you can actually learn a lot from being wrong yes you can you can say i thought this thing and people call and correct you or people disagree with you and you go huh well it's not that way apparently it's this way and uh, i learned that today that that's how it is for some people mm-hmm. but um if you're too, too busy caught up on being right you're gonna end up looking stupid a lot uh, speaking of Ashley, I may love the official scientist of the Blackout Tips. She sounds like an idealized ver- version of my f- one of my fantasy daughters. <laughs> LOL. The younger daughter thought, uh, the younger daughter, though free, upbeat, and liked, versus my idealized fantasy older daughter, political, edgy, and emotional like her mama. <laughs> what I really like about Ashley, how many people in this pretend family do you think LCH got? I found this probably huge. Yeah, it's probably got like 37, uh, children and stuff i bet she do different shades and sizes like oh this is shamar moore's baby yeah yeah he grew into a strong athlete Mm -hmm. this is an asian baby right here yeah um what i really like about uh ashley was the live action of her thought process she seems as curious interested and genuine as they come perfect for a budding scientist Though Derek played me. I thought I had a soldier. <laughs> thought I had a soldier in my Florida Evans struggle. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Siblings. Rod, again, you and your brother's relationship back then. Me and my brother's relationship back then. Woo. Wow. The girl versus boy thing may have accounted for our lack of unconsciousness or weapons to throw incidents. Oh, it got bad. Yeah. Baseball bats, blood, cuts. Yeah, it got bad. However, blood was drawn, and to this day, I have a scar on my body that was inflicted by my brother. Actually, I'm a little sad at how we treated each other. I'm glad that as we age, we grew into each other. I agree. Like, it's weird now. I get a text from my brother like, hey, man, want to go shoot hoops? I'm like, yeah, that's right. We brothers. I remember I tried to kill you. (laughs) Titles. I love Nick Jew's new title, uh, the official thespian of the show. Mm -hmm. But what about R to the Edgy Doe? Does he have official status yet? Great feedback show. I don't know. He has to pick something. I don't know. Professor LCH, the official smile down of the black guy who tips. All right. Let's go to the next one. Sterling wrote in. Listening to this week's feedback episode, I got to say one thing. GHB is a drug. GBH, which you said a couple times, is grand bodily harm. Like you beat the shit out of someone. It's an England thing. I used to watch Law and Order UK, and they said that shit all the time. All right, y'all. Yeah, I was just joking about that, Sterling. I know. <laughs> I know the difference. I just thought it was funny to act like it was confused. Well, I didn't know the difference, so thank you. You've yeah, educated think, me. Yeah, I think Karen might not know. No. Uh, all right. Jay says, just want you guys to know that I just finished a half marathon, 13.1 miles. Mm-hmm. They don't let me stop at 13. Bastards, make me get that point one. <laughs> 
Anyway, my goal was to finish in finish it by the time of your most recent podcast was over, approximately two hours and thirteen two two hours and thirteen minutes, and I did. The outro music, yeah, congrats, Jay. The outro music was still playing after I'd finished. I actually think I PR personal record uh, this race. So she said, thinks she might have set a personal record. Cool. I won't know till I get home and upload the stats from my watch, but you guys got me through. It did kind of suck when you guys would make me laugh at the hit at the hills. So she's going up hills. We're making a laugh. <laughs> oh, well, my couch is calling me. Got to go. Yeah. Rest those legs, girl. I know. It's so uh, Derek Bates wrote the longest email of all time. Uh, and the title of it is Hood Rats. Hood Rats. Okay. Hi, Rod and Karen. I've had a little time to sit down and compose my thoughts about Mr. Gates' Die Hood Rat Die video. Yeah, remember, he tried to write us the first time. He said he got too mad and stopped. Yep. I went to YouTube and checked out the two-minute trailer because I had to see it for myself because I could make any... I, before I could make any kind of intelligent comment on it. I cannot say that I agree with what he had to say on the video. He stated that the woman is fault is at fault for raising what he calls hood rats, females, and hood wolves, males. He is 95% wrong on this. Yes, we have a great deal of our youth being raised by single women in the hood, but why is this? I'll tell you why. It's because there are so many no-good brothers out there who get a woman pregnant and are not man enough to take responsibility for their actions. They simply move on to the next female. Tell me I'm wrong. Right, I just think you can't deny the... When there's a failure... On the behalf of family, family, like just mm-hmm. family structures, family mm-hmm. units. I don't see how you can deny either of the parents' roles in that. Yep. That's- like, you know, if we're going to talk in generalities, mm-hmm. I don't see how any of this can just be like, well, if these people get their shit together, that would be the end of it. I just, I've always felt like if you're going to just rule out half of the problem, then you'll never solve anything. Nope. And and the, the issue that I have with it is that uh, a lot of times uh, women, single moms, get blamed for being a single mom, even, even if it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. And also the issue that I have is, like he said, is the women. But what about these men? You, where is their accountability? Where is their responsibility? When, when is it up to them to stand up and, and, and be um, the man that they should be to their children? Yeah. And and um, now that's the issue that I have, you know, with the whole video and all that, because it's like the woman, everything but the woman. Well, um, she didn't go to the sperm bank and just pluck some sperm. A penis went inside of her. Somebody's penis did at one some period of time and impregnated her. So that dick need to be accountable and responsible for the child it made. Yeah, I just think when you take men out of the equation as any form of a solution or any form of a problem, then then you're already setting yourself up for failure like you can't it's like saying uh, i'm going to investigate in, investigate global warming but i'm not going to take the temperatures of half the planet i'm just going to work with the parts that i like and it's like well that's not really getting the whole picture like as a scientific method Mm-mm. you're you're going to arrive at a fucked up conclusion because you're not even going to consider half the data you know um now, you can say that women shouldn't have sex with no good brothers, and that is also true and a correct statement. But look at the shallow talent pool of black men that black that a black woman has to choose from. Little to no choice will almost always lead to bad choices. Um, now, now I, I'm not going to say I agree with that necessarily. Um, because I think a lot of times, too, like, while... Uh, it is true that, you know, we have, we're getting incarcerated at, at a higher percentage and, uh, we, you know, and, and there's not as high education and stuff like that. I don't want to just turn it into like, 
well they got to go have sex and have these babies Mm-mm. like they don't have and, a choice and like and I, and I, I, I wouldn't agree with that and, and i disagree with that too and also uh when we talk about the blame game people fail to forget uh men sleep with no good women also yeah you know people act like you know these women end up with these no good men okay men sleep with hood with with with, with women that, that ain't shit either so right you know you can't just blame one half of the party yeah, i know you know what's funny is um um on twitter and I, I i get i get more into this in a second but on twitter you'll see a lot of dudes that people would call respectful upstanding blah blah blahs and they have a baby mother that they can't fucking stand they think she's a hood right and they think she's the scum of the earth yep and tweet and about it, it well not just that but like we never turn to those dudes and be like why are you having sex with these women they ain't no good right yeah you, why didn't you, you know before? that that's right yeah, why didn't you know before you had sex with her and stuff like that mm-hmm. we're also typically looking at the behavior of like people who are like uh younger when these things happen and and trying to extrapolate that onto the rest of their life like you made this choice when you were 15 you're a terrible person you can never grow beyond that and that's the part that pisses me off because they act like people can't change that like people can't mature right they act like people can't have a change of heart they act like people can't work things out and they act like one mistake that you make quote unquote as far as having a child though your, your life is over and that's not so yeah when you generalize like this too it's also funny because you don't know people's backgrounds like you could literally be talking about somebody when you start bringing up these generalities. Your mother's this and mm-hmm. your daddy's that, and and it's like, okay, um, maybe that's where I came from. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's you know, maybe you're talking to me and you respect me. And you think you got a kinship here. You think I'm gonna be on your side, but you could literally be talking about me. That's right. But you feel like I'm quote unquote one of the good ones. It's like, yep. You know, it's like when white people go on a rant about you know black people are terrible. Oh, I'm not talking about you, Rod. You're one of the good ones. You know, it's like, of course, I'm gonna get offended anyway. Um, so he says, and another way that I would like to illustrate my point is from the point of view as a man. I was single until my mid thirties. So I had a lot of experience as a young single man and as an older, more mature single man. When a man is young, he just wants to get laid and then will tell a woman whatever it takes to get to the promised land. An older man still wants to get laid, but is more selective and realizes that every action has consequences. Uh, when I was 30, there were times I, when I intentionally avoided sleeping with a woman if I really wasn't feeling her on a mental or physical level. The reason being that once uh, you have sex with a woman, you are basically in a relationship with that woman. There are there are some exceptions to this, but it is a general is generally true. I said all of that to say this. Most women operate on emotion. A woman typically has sex with a man because she is feeling him. Men don't have the same emotional connection to sex as women. We just want to get laid. We all eventually find the right woman for us. Well, not, we don't all do that. But even when we do, some of us still cheat on her with other women. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I would even go to, yeah, I know you're generalizing, but not all these dudes find the right woman. Mm-mm. Um, if these men weren't out there having five kids with five different women and wouldn't take care of their children and the so-called hood rat would be virtually non-existent. Yeah, that's another thing that wasn't really talked about a lot of times is like how generation, gen, generationally it is cyclical where, you know, um, and I always put this towards older, you know, older men that start dissing young people and talking about, mm-hmm. you know, all this shit is like, okay, but where did it break down? Because at some point, your generation 
let these people down and it led to this yes. and it never gets talked about it's like mm-hmm. well i'm 40 now i'm 50 now i don't want to fucking talk about my generation being the one that got on drugs went to prison and stopped raising their kids they don't ever want to talk about that it's just like why don't these kids today fix this shit it's like well who's gonna who taught them to, to fix it because the people Nobody. weren't around when it was broken. It's like, so if, if black men in masks sort of walked away from the idea of family, you know, when they really got true economic freedom, then can we really turn towards, you know, these kids now and go fix yourself? Like, what tools do they have to fix themselves other than older people always shitting on them and complaining about what the fuck they did wrong? Like, they don't actually have the tool set to actually go and fix these issues like they haven't been taught anything it's but they have been scolded and they have been judged from a distance but they haven't been loved up close so i'm it's not it's like people are quick to to throw that out there but we supposed to stop when you know chuck d was rapping apparently everything was all good you know yeah and and, and i agree with you and i agree with you on a lot of from all standpoints because there are a lot of of broken people and broken children and that, and, that, and, and and broken people make bad decisions right and that's something that never gets addressed and never gets brought up and a lot of times they have to be nurtured they have to be talked to they have to be dealt with you know they have to be chastised there's a lot more into that and a lot of it starts with parenting at the house but like you say when you have have a lot of times mama there trying to be mama and daddy and you have daddy just walking away you know and mama's doing the best that she can this is the epidemic that you have in a lot of communities and the thing is that it's not an easy fix because it's it because this problem didn't start overnight so we can't get fixed overnight and blaming one party or the other will never get it fixed it's something that all groups have got to come together and say okay males and females what can we do to stop this epidemic yeah, it's also kind of crazy, too, because you have so many people that are so willing to blame, you know, this other generation for all these issues. But at the same time, they could never look at their own generation that critically. Yes. And, and, and they could never do it. They could never turn around and be like, you know what, man? People weren't shit when I was coming up, too. That- and my, my friends and and me and we failed our families, too. Nobody's going to turn around and do that to themselves. It's going to be like it, these kids need to fix themselves, even though technically, if you go by statistics, um, there's less teenage pregnancies for black people now, less abortions, less um, uh, like a, le- a, a less STDs mm-hmm. and even um. Uh, there was one more thing. Oh, people are even staying in school longer. So it's like mm-hmm. getting more educated. It's just easier to blame people that aren't around. Um, we're getting a call. Hold on. Yo, you're on with the black guy. Tell us what's up. Hey, it's me, Gabby. Hey, Gabby. Hey, what's Gabby. up? Gabby. How you doing? All right. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 Um, I just, uh, I got a tweet that you guys were going live, but I can't hear you on vocal or I, I can't get it on my iPhone. Uh-huh. Um, but I just wanted to call and say that uh, your show rocks as usual. Well, thank you, Ash. Uh, I mean, thank you, Gabby. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to, um, you guys, uh, I want to say, I think it was the last episode or one before, and you guys talking about the whole, like, age difference in dating and, like, a 20-year-old and 16-year-old. And I just want to say I, I agree with Rod and I agree with Karen that, it's just like it's not right, you know. It's just I don't know. It's just it's just too much of an age difference, you know. It's wrong on like so many levels, and uh, you know I just can't co-sign that, you know. And everything you guys are saying was like so true, and I um, I felt bad for whoever you said was tweeting that they dated someone older. 
like there was this girl mm-hmm. you said was tweeting that she dated someone when, who was like much older and she was underage or something. And uh, I wanted to agree with what Rob said that, you know, no matter what she says, it is kind of like an abuse victim kind of denying the abuse in a way. Right. And I, I understand like, I haven't been abused. So maybe there's a power in that. And I'm just not recognizing that. I don't want to like take away their ability to reconcile however they want but if if they're gonna walk around with as a general rule 16 year olds know what the fuck they're doing no i'm sorry and i'm not i would not want that to be a law where it's okay to be fucking 16 year olds when you're 20 something sorry oh yeah i mean i totally agree and i mean i'm even it may sound kind of too conservative or something but i'm even kind of like why is every state have this this big gap and you know how old you can be to be married you know yeah. what i mean like some states i think it's like 15 it's like you can't vote <laughs> you, you can't right. join the army you can't even buy cigarettes can't drive you get married yeah, yeah you can't drive utah like to fuck so the kids just, man what can they say they know what they into <laughs> i guess and and, and, uh, and it's like the whole thing with r kelly like I, i'm upset because like why do so many people that i know are in the community still love him when he is like obviously like you know just gross you know yeah but he can sing he can sing though so you You can sing you can dance you good at sports people will forgive you he can sing chris brown can dance uh ben robsberger throw a football that's that's the whole point and (laughs) the main theme to that is people ain't shit that's Mm -hmm. all it is but you know did you hear about his book coming out uh r kelly is like having a book that's coming out what? R. Kelly can't read. No. Does no? Yeah, he ha- yeah he can't read. He, uh, he, he got a book and he can't. Re- God damn it! <laughs> I guess someone else is writing for him. But one of the things they talked about on the roof, <laughs> was, um, he's a victim of abuse himself, and he has dyslexia. And then he said something weird, like he constantly hears uh, tunes in his head, like notes or tunes in his head. And I was like. That doesn't sound artistic. That sounds kind of crazy. Mm. <laughs> you constantly hear beats and chords and tunes in your head. But well, uh, it makes sense yeah. for sure. It definitely makes sense that um, that nigga uh, was abused. It makes sense that I mean, because a lot of times what happens with the cycles of abuse is that it's, it's it keeps going. Like the people who are abused go hand it down. I don't know. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I mean, armchair psychiatrists. Obviously, I don't know. I haven't read the book or whatever, but. I don't know if it's because their uh, sexual growth was stunted at that time or completely taken off track or if it's just they need to control like they were controlled. You know, like uh, apparently I want to be safe and the safest I can be is with someone that completely is inexperienced and all that stuff. But yep. either way, it's creepy oh, as shit. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, I was a psych major and the whole thing is like, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes, it, you know, it can be so different based upon each person's yeah. you know, experience with it. And some people, it's like they're reenacting and trying mm-hmm. to break whatever experience they had. And then some people, like when they talk about people who date underage and, and things like that, it's like, yeah, something about they can't relate to adults. They can't, you know, they can't relate to people on that maturity level, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the romantic sense. So they go for younger, which is, I mean, I think they need help. I think they need a lot of help. And it's just sad because all the research says that no matter how much, like psychiatric help you can give people who are like pedophiles and abusers mm-hmm. and things like that you can't really cure it you can't like they don't have any good success rate right now of um like 
helping or, or helping people to stop that pattern of behavior. That's the one thing that they haven't really been able to control with medicine or like psychotherapy. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what you can do about it, but I just know that uh, we shouldn't be out here just, you know, acting like it's normal or trying to normalize kids uh, being uh, abused as, oh, they just being fast and shit like that. I but know it's so. We got to wrap it up, though, Gabby. Get back to some Thank you uh, for calling, more sweetie. Emails. Okay. Thank you for calling, you guys though. Keep up the great work. We will. Nice. You have a good one. Peace. Peace. All right. Um, so, all right. Where was I at? Illustrate my point. You're the man. Yeah, he tell everybody to fuck. Then he said when he got older, he stopped. Um, the reason, because you be in a relationship. Uh, women are emotional. Men just be wanting to fuck. Um, so, yeah, you can have a woman that's right for you, but still cheat on her, according to this dude. Um, if these men weren't out having five, five kids with five different women, then we could stop the hood ratness. Yeah, now and I agree because and I was and I even think that and by agree I mean like that's one way to view it. But I even think the people that blame men totally are also just as wrong. Like it's a it's a complete effort on both parts. Like and it's a complete failure on both parts whenever, you know, our family units are fucked up. Like it can't just be like men can fix this, but I know what you're saying, as in in opposition to what Dark Hater is talking about, you're like, Yeah, you could also turn this around to just men if you want to. Mm-hmm. A quick story about my own experience. I like how it goes. A quick story, five paragraphs in. Anyway, a quick story about my own experience with this. I met and dated a young lady years ago. She told me that she had three kids. I didn't really trip because I was in my mid twenties and had no plans of getting tied down. And she was fine. And of course, I wanted to get laid. I went to her house for a Sunday dinner. We got into a discussion with her kid's father. Yes, I said kids fathers yes i said fathers plural it turns out that all three of her kids were by three different men and two of them were in jail talk about bad judgment damn i believe that everyone is entitled to at least one mistake but three come on now i couldn't get out of there fast enough i wasn't about to be number four were they all in jail when she had sex with them or did they like have sex and then they went to jail i don't know let me try let me try to summarize so that i can end this long email and then there's i just want y'all to know it's three paragraphs after this um it's on us as black men to take responsibility for our children and our community if our women are no good and our children and our children are worthless it's our own fault what are we supposed to <laughs> we are supposed to be leaders and pillars of our community if our women can't look to us for strength and, and you are you surprised that we have what we like to call a hood rack ep- epidemic now, if you happen to be into conspiracy theories, one school of thought is that the way to commu- weaken the community is to take away all of the men. Jails are full of black men, many of who are someone's father. I cannot say that I buy into this theory totally because I'm from the school of thought that if you don't commit crimes, it is highly unlikely you will go to jail. You already know that the legal system is biased against you. Why would you do something that gets you anywhere near the c- criminal justice slash injustice system? The last time I checked, education is still free through high school in this country. Lack of education is usually one way a one way ticket to Jeloserville. It all comes back to us as black men setting an example for our youth. Um one last thing <laughs> for the brand. And one last thing I would like thing. to comment on. I know I noticed that Mr. Gate put up a response video to on his YouTube on his first video. Since we do not need since we do not need to respond to our own to your own work. Makes no sense to me. 
I can only surmise that he got so much backlash that this way he was responding to his detractors. If he thought that the first video was true and accurate, there would be no need for him to respond to his own work. As far as the so-called night, well, okay. Here's the thing, though. Maybe he wanted to add on to his point. Maybe he even uh, developed his point of view more. I didn't watch the response video, so I don't know. Me either. Um, So I don't want to just limit him to like, well, if you didn't say it the first time, you can't say anything else. Like, maybe he got some backlash and learned from it. Or maybe he got some backlash and wanted to add more to what he had to say. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the response video. Uh, If he, let's see, so... As far as the so-called 90% likes that he has on the video, I am not believing those stats whatsoever. I think that he liked his own video over 700 times. I don't think you can do that on YouTube. I think it goes by cookies. (laughs) I say again that if the overwhelming amount of people actually thought that he was correct, why would you need to post a response to your own video? Sorry for the long email, Rod. I'm done. Well, it's kind of like this, man. You know how we've had episodes where somebody says something fucked up about the show and then we respond on the show? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean... I assume YouTube for dark hater is the same. Like, yeah, maybe only 10% of people don't like it, but yeah, you want to talk to that 10% because you know, you, they didn't agree with you and you want to like either explain or tell them to go fuck themselves. So I don't think that that's crazy that he would do a response video. Um, but, uh, more importantly, man, um, I think it, it your point is kind of twofold. One, as a man and you're talking about fathers and stuff like that and manhood, I get it. You do want to put it on yourself like I'm a man and men can fix this. We just get our shit together. But at the same time, I feel like it's still a group problem and needs a group solution. And I don't think a man or men by themselves can fix this. Nope. And women and women by themselves can fix it. It's a a group effort and a lot of that is getting missed and muddied over and washed over. and, And instead of everybody helping each other, it's the blame game. Yeah, so I don't want to get into, like, the whole men need to fix it. No, women need to fix it. It needs to be fixed by everybody. Yeah, I know it's so. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people having these kids and shit and half-assing it on their kids. Yes, they and that's, are. that's really unacceptable, and, and the, and the, regardless of gender. Yeah, and the children end up getting the short end of that stick. Yep. Uh, die, hood, rat, die from uh, the Rosso Show. This is Ron at Rosso Show, the now podcaster in the making of the Rosso show check me out on itunes hood rats can change if they're taught a different way there are lots of hood yeah because one of the things he, mr gates said was that he didn't think hood rats are capable of changing uh no, go ahead on please. the show what are you gonna say Karen? go ahead my, my thing is this a lot of people fail to realize there are some ex-hood rats that are doctors lawyers <laughs> they're doing great things in life yeah, they've right. had kids so you know for people to say that people can't change my thing is that are you the same that you were when you were 21 are you the same that right. you were you know people act like people can't evolve yeah i just think dark haters kind of just giving up like on people this is like fuck it these are the people at fault and i don't got to do shit and they Need to get that shit together and I'm walking away. I think that's where he's at. And like I said, maybe he's frustrated. He's dealt with certain shit he's had. You know, his personal background with, you know, dealing with uh, women and stuff like that. It's all on the show. Go check his show out and listen to him talk about it, man. And you come up with your own conclusions. But, you know, there's a lot. That's another thing. When you see people giving advice, you see people giving their take on stuff, it it still comes from that person. So, like, if that person has issues with, um, you know, their past, their issues with women or the type of women they've really been exposed to most of their life. Like they're going to get certain, you know, uh, they're going to get certain opinions and stuff. It's one of the things I was we talking about on the other show where I was like, 
sometimes i think people stay single too long and you see the crust of humanity and you just fucking go i'm disgusted with y'all niggas mm-hmm. i'm walking away from this <laughs> like because you've yeah. seen everything bad like you've seen all the bad shit and the badness is fun until you start wanting good shit and then you can't believe in it because like who the fuck how are there any good women <laughs> like i've seen and they are seen too there. much yes anyway um or good men. I just want to throw that yeah, out. Yeah, both ways. When I was, right. yeah, just in case somebody's like, what do you mean good women? I mean anything. It's like, <laughs> if you've seen enough shit in life, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no good people exist. Uh, when I was 19 living in Cleveland, oh, he said, there are a lot of hood rats with different racial backgrounds. When I was 19 living in Cleveland, the dating scene, uh, in the dating scene, the first question women would ask me is, how many kids did I have? That was so hood radish to me. What do you guys think? No, I don't think yeah. it's hood radish. I think once it's presumptuous you, as yeah, shit and yeah. possibly racist, but very. And, I wouldn't but, say that's hood radish. Yeah, a lot of people assume when you become a certain age that you just have children. I get asked that question a lot because yeah. I, I like what because if that's the case, then like what do you say to a librarian to ask you that or some shit like that isn't even trying to date you? Because I've had that happen to me where someone that's just casual conversation like, so right, how many kids you got? I'm like, huh? None, nigga. <laughs> How did where did this come from? And they're not hood rats. They're just people that are fucking a little bit ignorant or presumptuous. Yep. Uh, Levitar and Black Twitter. First from L Brothers, he says. Oh, but before mm-hmm. you go on, yesterday I um when I had got a Layla, me and Layla was in the car. She says, "You and Uncle Roger married?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "You and Uncle Roger ain't got no kids." Yeah. I said, "No, baby." I said, "We don't want no kids." Y'all want no kids? I said, "No." She said, "Y'all want no dog?" I said, "No, baby, we don't want no dog either." <laughs> right. So even kids. Even yeah, even children. What up, Rod and Karen? I'm checking out episode 326 right now. I'm so glad you played that rant by Dan Levitar. It's pure greatness. I laugh every time I hear it. I bet everyone who did it uh, heard it did the same thing. Anyway, on another note, finally got up on Twitter the other day. In my two days of being there, I've already seen the power of Black Twitter. Reading the live tweets from folks like YouTube, Phenom Black, and Yoli the Jew about the reality shows you're watching was hilarious. I'm out for now. Time to get back to this episode. Catch y'all some other time thank you leonard uh die hood rat die from rentrice pierre i know i'm a few days later a few days late your friend may have a gripe with the edification of less than genteel black women in society and the media however he is like many others exploiting us since he feels passionately about the situation, I would challenge him to deplore a more formulated and eloquent opening on the subject versus another caricature field, black exploitation device to get people to his site. Great shows. Added you all on Stitcher. God damn, that's a good point. Thank I didn't you. even think about that. But yeah, to some extent, he did use a lot of those negative images to instead of to also denigrate uh, women. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, so and, I guess and, and, I mean now obviously he's gonna say I I was specifically talking about hood rats, but mm-hmm. if you watch the video, it is only images of black women and, and, acting a fucking fool, and, and that's the problem. So it is gonna get a lot of women uh, sub- subliminally feeling like, uh, yeah, this dude is talking about us. Again. Yeah, and that's and that and that was my problem with the whole thing. Like it may have been different if he did hood rats and you did all races, all women, all creeds, all colors. Yeah. But I didn't see that. It was all focused on black women. So I'm I'm under the assumption that that's what you're talking about. Right. I think a lot of people would take that assumption too. And I don't think they would be crazy for that. I think but I also think that's part of his point. Like he wanted it to be that way. 
or because why would you make the video that way if you didn't think people would take it that way and he was hoping that that would also make them want to go get that other hour-long part and uh who knows if they went and did that most uh, people attention span is not that long who rats and black women stereotype man everybody was behind i guess they're catching up mm-hmm. uh this is from dynology what's happening folks love the show as always but let me give my two cents hood rats i haven't listened to the mr gates show die hood rat die yet but i will i love these people who write in before hearing the show <laughs> like it's always gonna end badly because it's always like you know what hood rats do need to die and fuck them and fuck all black women wait a minute um i contract that on like three emails later yeah three three emails <laughs> later my bad dog anyway so far i agree with him after listening to your last show with him as a guest i feel that women shouldn't get defensive so damn quickly either listening or at least try listen or at least try to understand where he is coming from before you catch an attitude oh my god go finish please finish reading sir because i'm already getting attitude over here just seeing you read this if the shoe fits then wear the fucker secondly we hate the way the media is attacking our beautiful sisters right quote unquote i'm not talking about all black women some of you are not worthy of the defense question mark i don't know what that if he's i honestly don't know what the that means in the course of the sentence let me read this again second we hate the way the media is attacking our beautiful sisters quote and then in quotes he puts right like i guess sarcastically Mm -hmm. and then in parentheses he puts i'm not talking about all black women some of you are not worthy of the defense yeah some of y'all are not worth worth him wasting his time trying to defend you right but at the same time some of you support the bs that is fueling the fire basketball hoes etc whether you know it or not you supporters are part of the problem you looking at this stupid shit and think this shit is cute. You get mad when women are labeled with loud and obnoxious stereotype. I'm not going to go in on these women because that's not going to help the issue. Well, you kind of already did. I'll just leave it at that. Again, love the show. And yes, I gave five stars because you deserve it. Like Chill said, peace out. So you going to say something, Karen? Or no? Yes, I was. And and this goes back to some of the stuff we was talking about before. And, I'm, and the, the problem that I have is that sometimes people... They are on your side and they're trying to make good points, but the way they come across is very, very offensive. Because when you read that, I was like, well, damn, nigga, damn, 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 you talking about me. But in his mind, it's like I'm just laying out facts. Okay, there is such thing as facts and there is such thing as being insulting and there is such thing as being demeaning and there is such thing as as, as, uh, coming across in a manner that, you know, makes somebody feel less than, even though that might not have been his point, Mm -hmm. but when you phrase words a certain way, when you say things a certain way, and when you come across with a certain tone, you're going to piss women off. And sometimes I think that some men really need to learn how to talk to women. It's a way to talk to us. We're not stupid. We don't have to be coddled. We don't have to be, you know, you don't have to kiss our asses. But there is a way to talk to us to to to, to get your point across without making us seem like less than or we're not equal to. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. I said we would get into it with the emails. There's a lot of people that want to be an advocate, but they can't because they don't know how to talk to people. And they don't know how to talk about people. No. So it's like 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 something that should have never even been in this email if he's actually trying to be, you know, talk good about, quote unquote, the good black women. And then why is there even a, I'm not talking about all black women. Some of you are not worth a defense. Like, that shouldn't even be in here. It's no. It's, it's kind of assumed, you know, uh, at all times that. When you're talking in generalities, there's some people that you are not fucking talking about. Like and, and, and that's just that's just what happens when generalizing. It's like if I say, "Oh man, I love uh, when black people 
are good at basketball, then the assumption is I don't love the ones that aren't good. I don't need to break it down. No, and and, and that's understood. And 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 my thing is this, and and like I said, uh, and sometimes because just males have something called male privilege, which right. they have a tendency to have a tendency to forget about. That sometimes even if they're not being sexist, they can come across sexist by the way they phrase things, the way they say things, and it's perceived a certain manner. You know, I have a breast and vagina, so when you come at me in certain ways, I'm going to perceive something differently than you would. Why? Because you have a penis and you don't understand. But this, I'm a man. This isn't even about being a woman or not. I can read this and be like, yeah, this, I see where you fucked up. And this is not, this is like, he's going out of his way to take swipes when he don't need to. That's true. So it's, it's not even about like only a woman would be able to lead this and get offense offended. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm reading this and I'm saying, nope, that's offensive. That's offensive. Yes. That's offensive. You know, just to, like, even this, this, like another myth that needs to fucking stop. Um, and, and, and a lot of black people need to stop this. Like we have so much black hate against ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to stop the idea of I can't watch basketball wives, I can't listen to hip hop, and still want uh, black people to do well. Hello, I, like I don't deserve any fucking negative result of basketball wives being on the air. The same way, you know, like uh, and, and and like Karen doesn't deserve that, and you don't deserve. Uh, well, I was listening to Easy E, and I'm a cop, so I'm gonna pull you over and hit you upside your fucking head, like. It's still wrong. And I like, it's no like, and hey, you feed into it cause you listen to Easy E. Like, no. Sometimes other people are wrong. It has shit to do with you. And you should expect to be treated well and be treated as an individual. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. No, and, and, and the thing is also is that you, and I know there are other men out there like you, but y'all are almost an exception to the rules sometimes, I think, because most men don't think like you. They read yeah. that shit and keep it pushing and won't think twice and won't even consider how it's offensive, won't even consider how it's sexist, won't even, won't even try to, even open up their minds to even understand how she's feeling and then turn around and get mad at her when she retaliates like something's wrong with her when you don't even open up your mind enough to understand where her anger's coming from and then you try to dismiss her opinion like it's invalid because you don't want to take the time to understand well also it's kind of like when you don't it's like when like you said it's like people trying to help and then they're fucking up so it's like yeah you know um I, I understand uh, where you're coming from, Karen. I mean, a bitch like you just needs to get it. You go, hey, hey, I ain't no bitch. Don't call me that. Whoa, whoa, why you acting like a bitch, bitch? You know, it's like, whoa, that you're not helping. <laughs> like now, At you, all. now we're on. And then they're like, but I was trying to help, and women just turn on me. Women are so emotional. And, <laughs> and, and and it's not that you just don't know how to talk to people. And some 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 people don't know how to talk. And then some people just assholes. Period. Right. They just say asshole shit. Well, he responds. He wrote back. He said. <laughs> From Mr. Taylor, a.k.a. Dynology13, what's happening, folks? Had to listen to 324 again. I don't always agree with y'all. Then again, I'm not supposed to. This is a damn good show. Rod, boy, you did your thing hosting and keeping control of the show. Karen, uh, hopefully that spelled right. It was. When I hear you speak on the podcast, I hear no hood rat. You tank a lot. Yes, yeah. I do. Now, I tank a lot. <laughs> he said, yeah, a lot. But you're no hood rat. I don't understand why you got so offended from the two-minute intro. Um, I get what was said about the shit that black women get from us men. You get blamed far too much for that and 
that shit is out of control for that i apologize to all the women who are victims to my wife i apologize for the shit you've been through before me and with me i love you dearly and i'm grateful to have you in my life i hope she's listening me too oh goddamn got sidetracked anyway that was a class act having dark hater and where's my 40 acres on damn near back to back without static all right back to work i'm a postal contract driver and i had to pull the 18 wheeler over to the to comment on this shit love the show i'm gone um here's the thing man and and i don't think you guys necessarily understand without divulging too much information y'all don't know karen's background so you don't hear a hood rat, but then when you start talking in these generalizations mm-hmm. about families and upbringing and class, and you don't know who the fuck you're talking about. You really don't. And that's what's funny to me is we will talk like this and then turn around and be like, but you're one of the good ones is typically what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And if somebody was, like I said, if you walked up on a conversation between two white dudes and they were like, man, I can't stand me a motherfucking nigger. Let me tell you, nothing ruins my day. You see a nigger come down the street walking towards you, the <laughs> nigger walk, and then, and here comes Donology, and then like, and you go, hey man, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Why y'all talking all this racist shit? Oh no, 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 no. Don, when I see you, I don't even think nigger, okay? When I see you, I just think that is a Don. That's not, you're not a nigger to me. You're a Don. Now, the rest of them niggers is niggers, but not you. Okay, nigger? I mean, Don. Like, that's how people feel. Like, so you don't know, uh, Karen's background to even say whether or not, I don't hear a hood rat when I hear you. Well, if, if, if you look at the fucking thing and the two minute trailer describes, uh, everything in Karen's life, except y'all don't know Karen, it's like, well, uh, maybe you, maybe you gotta back off of that. Yeah, and also, it, it boils back to the, to the point of they not talking about me, so, and because they're not talking about me, I assume they're not talking about you, so why you get offended because they're right. not talking about you, but the reality is you don't know that, and you really then, don't know. And then on top of that, I am black, I am a woman, those were all the images, I have aunts, I have cousins i have family members like you, you know like one of the things i don't say on this show is whenever a black person fucks up i don't go and see this is what happened when you don't have a father like i don't say that joke because honestly i know dudes without fathers that are the most upstanding motherfuckers i know I and i know dudes that, that got fathers that are spoiled and immature and not gonna be shit so like it's stupid to rub that in someone's face because you don't know you could be talking to someone they go Huh, uh, I didn't have a father. And you're like, oh shit, but I like you. Yeah, and you know, and, and, <laughs> right? and then you look crazy when that person snaps to go off. So right. And or then busts you upside right. the head. And you're like, oh shit, I didn't know. Well, then you know what? Think sometimes before you make broad sweeping statements like that. Hey, random thought the official scientist writes in. Ashley. I saw Chonilla and them tweeting about chill. Okay, I know we don't know what Miss Chill looks like. Well, I do. I got it. I know. Anyway, but I am the only, am I the only one that imagines a Debrat-esque type woman when you hear her speaker? Like in my head, she's sitting on the couch with a laptop in, in her lap, her feet kicked up, a glass of brandy half empty, and her slick pleats, plates? I don't know. Plats? I don't know. Aviators and a headband on. A t-shirt and b-ball shorts. Saturday morning, comfy. I don't know. Just wondering what you guys, what you guys imagine chill look like. Uh, well, I already know. It's on my phone. I'll show Karen after the show. No shade, love chill, and whenever, whenever I hear her call on other podcasts, I'll hear the, alright, what's up? Shut up. I know, me too. Music in the background, even though they don't play it. Oh, well, I don't want to know what she really looks like. It's just a movie. It's like a movie ruined in a book. Okay. Yes. Enough <laughs> randomness. Bye. 
uh ashley the official scientist with an imagination oh uh chris rosal says karen and rob rod uh not rob i fuck up my own name <laughs> thank you you two are awesome karen and rod as part of my job i went to a high price wine dinner last night and after the hey you're a black guy too not to the only other black person there we sat down and realized the entire menu had cheeses i had never eaten <laughs> some as appetizers some in the cream sauce over some beef somewhere somewhere in between feta bites wow gougere french cheese rolls and gorgonzola sauce i busted out laughing because all i can think of is damn white people really love some cheese See, that's the thing. Even that girl, Karen, from San Francisco that called about that cheese never touched on any of these. No. Not sure this email had anything to do with anything, but thanks to the blackout, thanks to the blackout tips. I said when I got some money, I would donate and send us some money to the show. So I did. Can I be the official wine guy of the blackout tips nation? You sure can. Uh, I think so, Chris. Someone actually mailed us some wine one day, and I don't think that dude ever came forward to claim his title. So, sure. P.S. You need to not read this part on the air. <laughs> Why not? Uh, you all inspire my friends and I to begin a podcast, and we are on Stitcher. LBK Podcast. Shameless promotion. Yeah, go look them up, guys. I don't, yeah, nothing wrong with promoting your shit, man. Yeah, show like. Don't feel bad. Mm-mm. Brian Gentile writes in, um, Ghetto Gaggers. I have to comment on this subject. I heard you, Rod, and Mr. Moody discuss this topic on the Black Is podcast. All right, let's get this clear. I do like a finger in my ass. It's the truth. What would you prefer? I lie? <laughs> Why is he getting defensive and I didn't say shit? No. He's like, well, would you prefer I lie, huh? Like, be, I didn't say anything about lying. Be who you want to be. Love who you want to love. I'm pretty fucking sure if you listen to the Black Is podcast about men's sexuality and shit, I said you can do whatever the fuck you want to as long as it's agreed upon in your bedroom. I don't I care. I know it's so. I really don't care. Mm-mm. I mean, I feel like a bitch. It's kinky, like with my legs in the air sometimes, but it feels good. I'm married and I'm not homosexual at all. Well, thanks, thanks for letting us know. <laughs> I, I was not even thinking that. One, of, one of my flings back in the day put me on. Eating ass was her thing. <laughs> oh, shout out to Dear Lorenzo, and she did it well. <laughs> One day she slipped a baby oil finger in, in and boom, I was open. It's not every day. It's not an everyday thing, but once in a while when I'm in the mood, I motion to my wife and she's all in there. Furthermore, I enjoy the ghetto gaggers. To be honest, sometimes I grip my teeth while jacking off and bark, you like it at the screen. Jesus. Now I agree that the throw up is a wee bit much. Strangely, strangely though, when they are forced to lap it up, it pulls on some inner satisfaction of being oppressed and wanting to oppress. Oh. Also, the spitting I enjoy after they're gagging. Mm-hmm. I always feel like, how could my black queen let this damn white man degrade her like that? I just keep picturing him thinking all this shit was digging his hand. Like, how come my black queen? Oh, <laughs> yes. Grab my nipples. I'm glad. You know, and somebody does enjoy that. I, mm-mm, nah, mm-mm, nah, mm-mm. I feel like she is never going to find a husband. I could not believe Cherokee. The ass was on there. To make myself feel better about what just happened, I watched Black Game Bang so I could see my brothers do some dirty works to a young white female. Jesus, this dude getting all his racial, <laughs> racial Tinches justice. out. All his racial justice from porn. Just <laughs> watching that, that rainbow Sexual coalition confessions. Porn. Also, I found it funny. He's like, yeah. He's like, abolition porn. 
Also, I found it funny when I used to download all their episodes from LimeWire that they would post Kim Kardashian as an episode on that. I knew it was a virus. That's why I got your, that's why I got your porn for free GG. Plus they have Latino gaggers. In case you're interested, the Black Guy Test family. Hey, I likes it and I wants it. Keep up the good work <laughs> on your show, Rod. Karen, Rod, Jay, and Will. Bye. Where the hell is Justin and Will? Well, uh, Ju- uh, Will just like bought a house. He just had another kid. Justin's in school. So, you know, they're doing positive black things. Even though y'all just think they're two ratchet niggas that we allow on the show. <laughs> I know every, every now and then. Yeah, so of course somebody likes that, but. That ain't for me. Um, I like for my food to stay down to a yeah. sex. All I, said, all I said is it ain't for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that dude got so defensive and started talking about not being gay. And I like it. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, like, good for you. I don't have nothing wrong I'm with good. you doing it. I, me too. That's just, that just don't float my boat. Uh, the official cheesy, the Rachel is saying, I'm listening to episode 326 and you guys are talking about the Dunkin' Donut employee who deposited her weed with the bank deposit. I was surprised she was black, actually. I totally thought that was a white chick who would ask for it back. But one thing I'm surprised you guys didn't mention was the field test that determined that it was marijuana. I want to know what was the field test. Did he roll up a joint and smoke it or did he simply smell it? Anywho, love the show as always. I was assuming they were talking about that chemical te- uh, test where you put some in. Oh, something like that. Well, who yeah. knows? Maybe that Maybe. nigga just lit up. Like, let me see that shit. Mm-hmm. Lick this and roll it real quick. Mm-hmm. This, this definitely smells like marijuana to me. I won't know till I light it. Call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Abracadabra. Anyway, love the show <laughs> from Samantha. Good day to you, Rod and Karen. I would like to start by saying that I'm a very big fan of your show. I only recently discovered podcasts earlier this year and was introduced to your show in particular by Mr. Moody. I would have to say that the show has grown to be my favorite and up until today, something that I listen to every day. Now I have completely caught up on all episodes. I would just like to say you guys do a great job. Keep up the good work. That's amazing thank you she discovered podcast this year and caught up on all these goddamn episodes we got a lot of shit out there you was doing some listening honey uh, just a few comments have you seen a new commercial for a cw show called emily owens md nah i don't watch nothing on cw I'm sure that you would be able to find the trailer on YouTube, but a good part of it is a discussion on cheese, which I asked myself, self, why would a commercial about a new show, obviously about a doctor, even mention cheese? Normally, I wouldn't have given this second thought, but since the creation of Project Cheese Lovers, I am always on the lookout for evidence. That's right. (laughs) Stay vigilant, my friends. I would also like to know, since the finale of Basketball Wives, will you be watching Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and or Hollywood X's? Uh, probably Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I would love to hear what you think of them, Love and Hip Hop more so than X's. Well, follow me on Twitter, and whenever I live tweet it, uh, I guess you can find out, but yeah. we might talk about it on the show. I don't I'm about know. to say, I gotta catch that. So many people been loving that show. Lastly, I would like to comment about episode 327, How Old is 16, really. I do understand your stance on the topic, but not, but not, but not, I don't feel that everyone has bad intentions when dating, quote unquote, or being involved with someone that is younger than them. Uh, I happen to be involved in a situation similar to what you were talking about. Happened. I guess she's not. Anyway, when I met my now fiance, I was 15 and he was 20. I'm now 26. We met through mutual friends and ended up becoming friends ourselves. This did eventually end up with us dating and now we are engaged. Yes, we did have our ups and downs and did not date the entire time, but we were together for a majority of the past 11 years. I know you mentioned that the older party would most likely be 
only be taking advantage of the younger person, which was never true in my relationship. I do think that at some point a line should be drawn and most situations that involve an older man and younger girl are not to be as I experienced, not going to be as I experienced. Well, that's all we're talking. We can't like say, Samantha, this won't work for you. You know, it's kind of like that virgin thing I was talking about, getting married mm-hmm. a virgin. Sure. I, it, I can't say that it won't work. I can't say that it will work. I can just say I don't think it's, you know, I wouldn't do it or if it was me, I, how I would react. But I can't be like, this shit it will never work. It, something always works for everybody with the relationship shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, everything is, you know, day, a daily experiment. Um, so technically, tomorrow you and your boyfriend could break up. Technically, tomorrow me and Karen could break up. It doesn't mean that we failed. It doesn't mean, you know, whatever. It's just that, you know, we're always evolving and changing and growing mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, you know, I don't want to use one person as an example, but we were talking generalization. So you may be an exception to this rule, but um, but quite it, often it doesn't go that way. No, it does not. But I do think that the actual age of people involved cannot be the determining factor if the relationship is acceptable or not. Um, right. But that's what we have to base the law on. Like what? Yes. Put it like this. What would you base it on? Right. You're you're a judge. And I say I need you to create a general rule for the age of consent and, you know, the age of people that can, you know, have sex with kids. Uh, Come up with something. Tell me how you determine that rule without an age, without generalizing about age. You you have. I love to know you have to give an age, because if you don't give an age. Why are we locking up Sandusky? Why are we right. not trying to find it? Why are people upset about our Kelly? I mean, if if you're not going to put an age behind it. Yeah, I'm serious, Samantha. I really do want you to think about that. And if you uh, come up with something, please write us back. Because I would like to know, like, because I can't think of a better way other than being like, look, generally, we got to keep people from fucking 16 year olds when yes. they're 25. Right. That's just got to stop. Sorry. You know, and I'm not saying it can't work for everybody, but we can't be making. I don't think we can make a law based on like, well, it's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's possible maybe a 12 year old could like a 40 year old it's possible that they could grow up and get married um look at um uh woody allen and Su Yi or whatever like yeah that that dude is married but um uh, and they've been married for like a long time but doesn't really discount the fact that he first met that girl when he was 10 years old and her stepfather still kind of creepy still kind of creepy right like i don't I don't know. I'd love to hear how you would do it, you know? Oh, one more, one, uh, one more thing. I would like to be known as the official dog lover of the show. Shalom, Sam. P.S. All hell, Kings James. Yes, I'm a resident of Florida. Shout out to chill. That's right. All hell, King James, indeed. Drums, please. That's right. <laughs> Still summertime. And I will dance every time you play that song. I'm sorry. Michelle Brooks uh, wrote a, gave us an article for Guess the Race. Uh, only thing I'll say is I need this article on the internet. I do not trust these picture articles. <laughs> where someone cut it out of a sh- someone's paper and posted that shit. This could be anything. Find that thing on the internet. As much crazy shit as on the internet should be there. Uh, Leonard Brother says, hey, guys, I got a question for you. I subscribe to the show and many others on iTunes. I usually listen to them on my home computer. Do you think it's also useful useful to favorite the shows I like on Twitter? I mean, on Stitcher? 
I'm thinking Stitcher might be a good way to listen to shows when I'm not home. What's your opinion on that? Thanks in advance. As always, keep up the good work. Well, I'm here to tell you, Stitcher is the shit. And yes, favorite us, because when you favorite us, Stitcher is very, really smart. When you start starring shows, it'll actually start grouping up a lot of like shows. Like a lot of times, us and Mr. Span and Chonilla and Where's My Foot Acres and Chris and Sandy Check, all of us is in that same circle. And it'll start branding out to other people within that circle. So before you know it, you'll, you'll actually, I'm actually listening to podcasts that I would have never even thought of or would have never been introduced to if it wasn't for Stitcher. So I really, really suggest for those out there who, who, who are on Stitcher, get Stitcher. Don't tie room in your phone. You can carry it around with you. Stitcher is the, I, I really like Stitcher. I can't speak for Roger, but Stitcher is the bomb. No, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I think, uh, yes, you should. It also helps us. So favorite the show, share the show. If you have a yes. Twitter, like you can hit, there's like buttons you can hit to share it right to Facebook, share it right to Twitter. Twitter. And, um, all that and stuff helps it. us move up in the rankings. You can favorite us. You can give a thumbs up. Um, all that stuff. So yeah. And I think it even keeps like the latest five or six episodes of every show you listen to. Yeah. And some even longer than that. Yep. Uh, Mr. Span says, what's happening, fam? I tried to catch y'all asses, but y'all sent me to the dreaded voicemail. Uh, but, uh, but really quickly, I just wanted to chime in about the whole thing on dating younger people. I can remember when I moved to Detroit and me and my daughter's mother were together, bringing, being in the, being at their family functions and her sisters and her cousins would sit around and talk about how they used to be with older dudes all throughout high school. And I remember that shit because I've known my daughter's mother since middle school. I just found it jarring that when, that when something like R. Kelly would come up, how quickly they were to defend R. Kelly's actions and talk down about the little girl. Yeah, I saw that a lot too uh for men and women i just mm-hmm. saw that a lot during that time and how willing she was to be with r kelly and what's not it's crazy how willing some women are to give these older dudes a pass when it comes to that type of shit yeah I, you know what i think also that happens a lot because it happens more than we talk about yes it does There's a lot of these old dudes that are hollering at these young chicks mm-hmm. And because no one's really putting the light on it, no one's really talking about it, it's a constant thing that women are just kind of now used to. Like, yeah, when you're in high school or junior high school, these grown-ass men are going to try to holler at you. That's just what it is. Yep, because your body is, you know, you have big titties, big ass. And I guess my thing, I never liked old man penis. So a lot of times, I've always been like that. I'm like, Ugh, get the fuck away from me, old man, drag your balls. Yeah. So, you know, I never really went that route. But that's just me. Yeah, get your drag your balls off me. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, when you're in high school, in junior high, it's going to be an 80-year-old man, right? <laughs> right. Now, I'm just they talking like that, about... They like that young stuff, too. Well, I'm just talking about... I'm not even talking about crazy, crazy age difference. I'm just saying, like, a 25-year-old. That's not crazy old, but... No, that's not crazy old, but... But it's obvious that there's a lot of these dudes hollering at these young chicks, and it's become not even a thing. Like, it's not this huge, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. It's more like, yeah, that's, that's what happens. Yeah. That's how it seems. Like, yeah, yeah and, dudes and, holler and, at these and, chicks. And people just consider that acceptable when it's not. They should be hollering at these little girls. Um, all right. So it says, uh, and even recently for me, I was out shopping with my daughter and this chick was flirting with me. And my daughter was even telling me I should give her my number. My baby finally gets it. Get gets it that me and her mother aren't getting back together, but I did that shit and met up with this girl. And I say girl because it wasn't until I met up with her at her house that she was that I found out she was just nineteen and instantly I lost interest. I know it's so. She got to talking about me having to get her hair did for me to take her out. 
that I didn't look anything past 25 and got pissed that I wasn't interested anymore when she said she was 19. And I for damn sure wasn't about to get her hair did just to go out. That shit was crazy. Yeah, you know what's funny to me about that span? I guarantee some dude has or will. Yep. And 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 and, and that's what's and, crazy. And, 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 like and that, somebody will. And the thing, and then is, it's gonna be put on the girl too. Like, yep, she was fucking with the men. And that's the thing too. It's it's a two way street. Just like the dudes, you a lot of dudes use the girls for sex. A lot of girls use them dudes. Right. Get my hair done. Get my nails done. Get this done for me. Yeah, I fuck you, but you better be taking care of me. Right. So yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is I'm making right now is that this shit is more ingrained in our society than we think. I agree. And as a father of a little girl, now I'm extra sensitive about this shit. I can see it now, me being the father with the pistol in the hand that some little nigga show up to take my daughter out, LOL. But I got to roll. Well, don't go back to jail, nigga. I got to roll. Hopefully, I caught y'all before y'all finish reading the emails. Official gun nut of the Black Out Test Podcast, Mr. Span. Oh, thank you, man, for thank writing. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I hope don't nobody run up on, <laughs> try to run up on Mr. Span's house. He the wrong one. Yeah, we standing at the door holding the faux faux. It's gonna fuck around and get real. Talking about Papa, why you don't hit me no more? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. Uh, this has been another episode of Blackout Test Podcast. Um, we're taking a week off, uh, so hopefully we'll be back next Saturday, depending on how much feedback we get mm-hmm. between pe- then and now. People getting caught up, but I'm tired and I want a break. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to not work next weekend if that's okay with everybody. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys in a week. Um, mm-hmm. Happy July 4th to yep. all the people out Go there. Go back and catch all the episodes, y'all. The old, the old shit you know you ain't heard. Yeah, catch up on the shit that you haven't heard. For those of y'all that's always bitching about, y'all put out too much. It's too, it's, I'm always behind. Well, holler you your ass. You got time to catch up. At some old episodes or something, right? Now you can catch up. Watch how many people going to show up next week when we start back and be like, you know what? I didn't even have time to get catch up. Y'all I should. know, right? They're gonna be angry. Yeah, I was, I was always behind. Anyway. And, I, and I guarantee you, we're gonna have some people that's 18 episodes behind. It was like, I don't hear no new episodes. What, what happened? Listen to it. Why? Why, why I ain't got that new? Oh, and a sincere thank you to all the fans that make this possible and donate, and especially, uh, the people that call and contribute to the show and all that stuff. And thank you for following the rules. Nobody's voicemail was over three minutes mm-hmm. this week. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Yep, that way everybody gets a chance it. to Everyone, speak. Yeah, yeah, the show wasn't crazy long like I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had 22 voicemails. That's insane. So thank you guys. Um, yes, TheBlackOutTips.com. Uh, Twitter, at Roderick's Prime. Say that again. That is in D-A-T. The show Twitter is at T-B-G-W-T. Uh, when you go to TheBlackOutTips.com, subscribe, donate, comment, vote in polls. All that good stuff, man. Share us on Stitcher. Like us on Facebook. Leave five-star reviews on iTunes, man. Mm-hmm. Get your voice heard about that, and it makes us look good. There's so many shows that, you know, have bigger budgets and promotion than us, and we got more reviews than them, and I like to keep it that way. Yes, um, yes. You know? Keep sharing us on Stitter, tw- uh, Stitter. Stitcher Radio and reposting us on facebook because honestly y'all if it was not for you there our voices wouldn't be heard so we just thank everybody and we love you guys very much we thank you for the support and hopefully y'all enjoy y'all week of the fourth all right well uh until next time love you you too baby Bitch. Here comes that motherfucker.
Say nothing but killing. Oh, she. 